Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, Week 16 Picks, Conference Championship Week. Just an exceptional weekend coming up in college sports. You've got five conference championship games, and I believe they're all ranked on ranked matchups, which is always a plus, right? Oregon's, 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 not, Oregon's not ranked. Okay, Oregon's so that's, ranked. that's the one that's not ranked. Um, Normally it's the Big Ten that sneaks in. The, <laughs> yeah, bullshit team from the West. Bullshit team from the West. No, not, not this year. Uh, they're great action, college basketball action on Saturday and Sunday as well. Big weekend for Rutgers sports, Nebraska Friday night, Illinois on Sunday and men's hoops. Obviously, it's a huge weekend for Notre Dame as yeah. well. Got a chance to win the ACC in their sole year. That would be, that'd be very sweet. Yeah, just take it, bounce. The Notre Dame way. Um, you know the deal. I'm Justin Santu. Colin O'Donnell's with me. Colin, big snowstorm here in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we both out here shoveling. Shoveling. Doing, yeah. doing the grind work here. <laughs> what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, I'm paid labor. Yeah, it really is. So my dad said the other day, I don't know if I told you this, it was like Tuesday night, and I was like, damn, you know, my dad, like, we may get a foot of snow. He was like, it's a good thing I got an unemployed fuck squatting <laughs> up and do all the shoveling. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, so I did the dishes last night, like before I went to bed. Like I cleaned the entire sink, ran the dishwasher the whole nine, thinking like he'd come, he'd come downstairs in the morning, see a clean sink, he'd be a little a little lenient. I'm sleeping until ten, and I wake up and there's a text, and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like get your ass out and start shoveling. And I waited and waited and waited, and then around like noon, twelve thirty, that's when I started. Um, it was it was a grind. <laughs> it was heavy snow. Yeah, it was. Like, it, was it was heavy snow. Because there was like a powder, it, it like snowed like a little bit, and then there was like that hail. Yeah, it was like shit. sleet shit. Because it, it was like, it was coming down like real good at like 7, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Like we were getting like two inches an hour, and then it kind of switched over to sleet and mm-hmm. kind of slowed down a little bit. We didn't get a chance to play football. No, because it, did, it didn't start till it was dark out. Yeah. Would have been would have been fun. I would have died out there. I'm telling you right now. You would have had, you would have had to have the ambulance ready for me. I, I know for a fact. I need to. I, we need to see a rematch of you versus Beery. I I may have him now. <laughs> I, I may be able to return the favor. All right, let's get into it. We are going to save the conference championship picks for the end. As always, there are timestamps. Um, so if you really want to jump ahead, you can. But uh, you know, I encourage you to listen for all the good the good knowledge we're going to drop on the way. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, whatever, whatever you can do to help us out. Um, Get my Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and before we get into it, it's been a shitty year for the pod. Um, we have similar records. I'm 44 and 49. Collins 42 and 47. So the win percentage is I am at um, shit. Let me do some quick math. My win percentage is 47%, 47.31. And Colin, you are, let me just do some quick math here. Colin, you are 47.19. So I'm 47.31 and Colin's 47.19. So we are roughly even at 47.2-ish percent. Um, I am slightly above just because of short sheer volume. But, I mean, we are essentially yeah. high. Um, Coming down to the championships and the bowl games. Yeah, this is and this is as we envisioned it. Except we, you know, we, we, were we, we thought we were like fifty-five, yeah. you know, fifty-four. And we were optimistic. We'd be hitting it like. 50. I mean, we've been hitting. We've been hitting a lot of volume. Yes. Um, honestly, you know what? Forty-seven percent is pretty shitty, but it's not like god awful. You know, we've had our good weeks. 
Yeah, just bad. You know, if we were god awful, we'd be giving them picks to fade. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really know. We, we've been, we've been, we're gonna go back at the end of the season. We're gonna dissect a little bit. I think we we kind of acknowledge that we've tried to be on the sharp side, like trying to make a concerted effort to be on the sharp side instead of, you know what I mean? Too often instead of maybe doing more research to like figure out why we should be on the square side versus the sharp side. What I'm discovering, I don't think they're sharp square. I don't think it really fucking matters. Just make the right pick. Yeah. Like I've been noticing with college basketball, I'm on the square side a bunch. I'm on the sharp side a bunch. And like I win on the sharp side and I lose on the sharp side. Yeah. And I win yeah. on the square side and I lose on the yeah, square side. Yeah. Cause you notice like that my theory going into the year was like, you can just ride the sharp side, but like just cause it's sharp doesn't mean it's like correct. Cause yep. they, they're using, Vegas has the best numbers of anybody. Yep. And they're smarter than all of us. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason, like, there's, like, lines that are, like, everybody and their mother is on Alabama, and then Alabama still covers. How do you want to do this, Colin? We're going to save the championship games for last. Is there a specific order you want to go in? You want to random generate it? We can just just go go, uh, straight from the game time starting Friday night? Yeah. Um, uh, ESPN.com? Yeah, so we we start with the rut. Uh, We do not start with the rut. There's one more. There's a game before the rut, isn't there? No. Yeah, because Rutgers moved to 730, so there's UAB Marshall first. That's the championship. Oh, that is a championship game. You're right. Fuck, we start with the rut. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Um, So Rutgers is a six and a half point uh, home underdog against Nebraska. Um, Colin, do you have a side? No. I leave Rutgers, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm worried about this game. it feels kind of Penn State-y. I think Nebraska has better players. Um, they, yeah. But, look, we, we are a hard we, – we play hard. Uh, You're no, worried about Maryland. Yeah, that's true. But then I was – and then Talia was announced out before kickoff. Yeah. And that that changed my Believe opinion. Believe some of the worries. Yeah, because, um, you know, I was more worried about Talia just gouging our depleted defense. And, candidly, it could happen again. Our defense is depleted. We have – we are so banged up. Everywhere, um, starting middle linebacker. I mean, this is going to be nine straight games, right? Nine straight Rutgers, games, nine straight weeks. Do they have the most games of any Big Ten team? Uh, they are tied with Iowa and Penn State. Perhaps. Iowa's not playing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so it will be us, us and Penn State. Yeah, thank you. You know, we, we, we COVIDed everybody up in the summer. <laughs> we're, we were ready to go um, for the season. Look, they, this is a tough game. Um, we're depleted on D. Uh, we're banged up on the O-line. Um Vedral's probably not going to play. I mean, actually, I shouldn't say that, but I, no, that, that, that helps. I would prefer, prefer that, right? It's Starkowski, absolutely. I would prefer <laughs> Shitkowski to Starkowski. Absolutely, I would prefer him to play. Um, although Vedral transferred from Nebraska, like I'd like to see him. He's probably revenge type game, um, but he's not as good as Art, and it's going to be a cold, like just grind it out there in Yeah. And I think the problem with that type of game is, like, it's going to be very hard to be creative on offense, and that's been Gleason's strong suit. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for Rutgers to just bully Nebraska in the trenches. Yeah, because Nebraska's like, they're they're like, the Scott Frost kind of mo isn't to bully teams, but like that's kind of what they've been doing, right? Like they're they're they keep games close with their defense, and then they kind of like. Try and get Adrian Martinez rolling out and mm-hmm. and create some some action with that. They're not like an electric passing team. They 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 de- their defense and like running the ball. Yeah, and Rutgers I don't think has the best. They, they definitely don't have the best running defense. 
in the Big Ten, especially not with how banged up they are at linebacker and on the D line. It, it's it's going to be a tough matchup. But I'm not going to say I lean Nebraska or lean Rutgers. I will say I think Rutgers has a coaching edge, and I think they have a, a slight motivation edge. And you know because they've got a chance to do something that they've never done, which is win four Big Ten games. Yeah, that's a huge. And, and I guarantee the first season. I mean, like even if like it doesn't, that's still an insane. Yeah, co- I mean, COVID aside, it's just. It would be an insane. It would be an insane accomplishment, and I know Greg is built is is drilling that into the team. Uh, they're ready to roll. Um, there's they just they're going to play. Hard. I guarantee you they're going to play hard. And I, look, I I said I've said this from the beginning of the season. I like Rutgers as a dog a lot more than I like him as a favorite because they're not going to give up. You know the back door is going to be open like it was for Indiana if that Ohio State. Is, Ohio State. You know I think Rutgers has been a very good ATS team this year because they do not quit and they're going to play hard. From start to finish, they're going to chop, 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 and you know this has been. Let me just get this out of the way because this may may actually be the last. I mean, we, we will talk about it on the review, but I don't know if Rutgers going to go into a bowl game or not. They haven't opted out, but I, you know, I, I don't know. Nine games, nine straight games is a lot. I don't know if they'll play ten if they get invited. Do you all. see? Uh, you see Dave Doran? No, what do you say? They asked him about a bowl game. He goes, "We'll go to two if you give us two. <laughs> I love that. That's that's NC State, baby. Yeah. Um. This has been an incredible season for Rutgers football. Way, I mean, they, they, at the beginning of the year, I said, best case scenario, Rutgers wins three games. And they've won three games, and they have a chance to go win four. And I'm just really proud of the team and how hard they played. And just I feel really good about the direction Rutgers is in. And I can't fucking wait for September 4, 2021. I'll be in the goddamn stadium when Rutgers plays, plays Temple, God willing. Um, and hopefully we can finish the season strong against Nebraska. But no play. Uh, I think that's it for the Friday night non-conference yeah, championship games. It is. Saturday, Texas A&M, Tennessee. A&M is a 14-point road favorite. Let me make sure that number is still, still accurate. Yep, 14 points, 13 and a half in spots. Do you have anything, Kyle? I don't on this game. Um, I'm staying away here. Uh, it's in Knoxville. Tennessee finally got a win last week. But – this is kind of a show-out game for Texas A&M, right? You, yep. They lost their opportunity against Ole Miss, which is a team that could beat Texas A&M. I get the spreads. Are, like, this is a lower spread than it was against Ole Miss, but Ole Miss was way more live than Tennessee. This Tennessee team is down, depleted. Pruitt's back on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, that's – Tennessee obviously is more talented and, like, has better players than Ole Miss kind of does. But, like, Ole Miss is a better team than Tennessee. And Tennessee, yeah. like, I, if, if Texas A&M gets a chance, they're going to run this score up. Yep, I agree. So, like, that, that I, I'd lean to A&M. Um, A&M's defense has been really solid as the season's gone on, too. And I, we've seen absolutely nothing out of this Tennessee offense. I think it's a really good spot for Texas A&M to go get a statement win. Um, what does Tennessee have to play for anymore, too? I mean, I guess a win on senior night. Yeah, win on senior night against a number five team in the country. That's that's definitely stuff to play for. But it's true. I think it's it's a show. It's Texas A and M has to be so motivated because they they're a couple breaks away from being in the college football playoffs, so they can't lose this game. No, they they, so have, they have to win to this game. Out. I mean, there's COVID rumors coming out of uh, Ohio State right now. Mm-hmm. If that well, game doesn't if that if that game doesn't happen. I think that's that's current for Ohio State. Uh, it's certainly possible. Um, 
Yeah, I, I actually lean Texas A&M minus the points. It's not a play, but I, I definitely lean that way because they need a statement win. Um, Wake Forest minus six and a half at home against Florida State. You have anything, Kyle? Yeah, you have it too. I knew, I knew you would have it. Um, what do you have? Give me the Demon Deacons. <laughs> Uh, All right, there's one. Yeah, I, 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 I knew, you knew it. I knew you were going to be on this because I was looking at this line. So saw six and a half. Explain a... to me the sus, the susity of this line. It's weird. It's sus. Like that. It's only six and a half. Yeah. Right. It wants, it's getting you to bet Wake Forest. It's because Florida State is. They kind of did the Mississippi State thing, right? right? They Norvell cleared out the doubters, the like the locker room cancers, mm-hmm. and. Now he's kind of got, like, players that are bought in and that want to play for him. And Florida State is way more talented than Wake Forest, right? Mm-hmm. And that's big. Like, And not having cancer in your locker room, it's addition by subtraction. You get rid of those guys. The team comes together more and they want to play. Like, if you have people on the sideline constantly questioning your head coach's decisions and questioning your offensive coordinator's decisions, that is not going to lead to a good football game. And when you get rid of those guys – the rest of the team buys in, and they play harder, and they play better. And they've kind of done that. After the pit game, NC State was, like, close, and then they just beat Duke pretty badly, but Duke's garbage. So, like, that part I understand, but you're going on to Wake Forest. Wake Forest just got blown up by Louisville. We kind of saw the Louisville talent edge against Wake Forest. Um, but I think the reason why I'm on Wake Forest is – you're at home. You're four and four. You are Wake Forest. You get a chance like this to beat Florida State. You take that chance. It doesn't matter how down Florida State is. You rarely get opportunities as Wake Forest to beat them. And I'm getting under a touchdown. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Wake. Like, um, I unfortunately placed the bet earlier in the week at seven. Uh, I love it at six and a half. Um, for pretty much every reason you mentioned, Kyle, I think Wake Forest is a little undervalued because they just lost to Louisville and Forest State a little overvalued for just blowing out Duke. Um, but on top of everything, Florida State is the worst run defense in the ACC. They're allowing like five-plus yards per carry uh, on run D. And Wake runs the ball as well as any team in the conference. Um, coaching edge, experience edge, something to play for, a chance to finish the year with a winning record, maybe get to a bowl game because they haven't opted out yet. Um, I really, really like Wake. Uh, Wake Forest said that we're going to play. Yeah, there you go. All the the North Carolina schools in the ACC are playing, and all the up north ones are opting out. Kind of funny. There you go. So, I, yeah, I love Wake. I think it's a really good spot for them to just have one of those explosive show-out offensive performances. Yeah. And I don't think Florida State keeps up. And also Duke just sucks. Yeah. Like, Duke got blown out by Georgia Tech, and then Georgia Tech lost. Like, it's not like beating Duke – and putting up 56 points is any accomplishment that's really worth putting thought into. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, the Demon Deacons are my squad, man. I'm, yeah, they are your squad. Yeah, I've, I, I've, won, I've won money on them this year. They've been a profitable venture for me, so I just need them to bring it home one last time. Uh, Contentious play. First of all, let me just get the, let's also get this out of the way. Colin and I did not reveal our picks to each other before the pod. We both said we were on two. And, uh, this is actually my third. I was I was oh, leaning this, and then when we got to it, I was like, I'm playing this for sure. Six six and a half is too uh, too good to pass up. Utah minus ten and a half against Washington State. Let me see if that number is still active. 
it is ten and a half across the goddamn board. So I like this if it gets to nine and a half for Utah. Washington State's coming off. Um, they're coming off a COVID pause. They haven't played a game in a while, and Utah's really starting to click. Um, it's going to be cold. I don't. I, I don't see myself playing it unless it's at nine and a half. But I think it's going to be cold and. I don't think that's the, the style for Washington State. I think they're going to want to be a little bit more explosive, and I don't know if the weather lends itself to that. Um, I think this will shape up to be the way Utah wants to play, and I think they're really clicking. And this is a chance for them to finish 3-2, and two, and I'm sure they are thinking about a bowl game also. So all these things are at play, and I, you know, I like the Utes minus 9.5, but at minus 10.5, it's just a lean for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's Utah's kind of clicking right now, right? They're a team. I, I heard somebody talking about it, like a team to back late in the season, but there's no late in the season. So this is like as good as you're going to get. Uh, Washington State's not great. You're at home for Utah. I agree. Ten and a half is also that spot that like kind of begging you to take Washington State. Mm-hmm. But Utah's good, and uh, they're they're improving. So I agree. I, I lean Utah, but I'm not going to play it. Yeah. And they, they were, I think they were hurt by a little bit of a COVID, COVID issue coming into the season also. So it's taken them a little while to get their footing. And teams coming back from a COVID pause, I think unless you're Arizona State, it's hard to just kind of come out and, and, and play really well. So I, I, I like the Utes. I think it's a really good spot for them. Um, but I don't love it at 10 and a half. I, 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 want, I, want it, I want the hook in my favor. Air Force minus three at Army. You have anything? Under, yeah, totals thirty-seven. I mean, that was, thing, that was that was the Navy Army total. I mean, but the thing is, it's not a disgusting fog. Yeah, at least it yeah, but it, it's just triple option under smash. Yeah, I'm not playing it. God help me if I bet on another fucking triple option disaster <laughs> and get pissed off watching it. Because you you just if you fall behind, it's just it's just brutal. You have no chance. Like if the if the spread is is seven. And you fall behind two scores. You've got no confidence in your offense to have the explosiveness to, to, to come back. So, Air Force has only played five games. Army's eight and two. I, I have nothing on it. No. Move on. Yeah. Ole Miss is a two and a half point favorite out LSU. Um, it's a fishy line to me. Uh, LSU off the win against Florida. You'd think that that the books would take that into account. And now coming back home, or I guess staying home, I should say. No, coming no, back, home. Coming back yeah, home. They went back home. Impressive one on the road. Yeah, coming back home, favored against Ole Miss, who really hasn't stopped anything this year. It's interesting that LSU's a dog. It opened at plus two, and it moved to minus two and a half. Wow. And, and now as a dog, it's, it's tempting the one LSU, but, uh, you know, I feel like – that's the trick right there. I'm probably off of it. Do you have anything? Yeah, I played Ole Miss oh, at plus one. Really? I, I played the money line at plus one. Why? Um, so, yeah, this is kind of like one of the big trends I've kind of been tracking this year is teams – is like – so in basketball, I think momentum is a very big factor in gambling. Like when teams get hot in basketball, I think they can tend to cover and play better as a, as a unit – but in football, I, I think it's more like revert to the mean. And I think you're getting a great opportunity here with good value on Ole Miss. Like Ole Miss has been playing really good football, 
and they've been off for a little while. Like they've got an electric offense. They won three straight. They had the Texas A&M game postponed twice. I was it was it whose fault was that? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was. Um, I have no. I actually have no idea. I think it was Ole Miss's fault. But even with that, like. I like Lane Kiffin to have him ready. This is a chance to win five in, or four in a row to end this, end the, uh, end the year and the season. And LSU, like they won last week, but they're not good. Like I, I, there is nothing about this LSU team that screams like great team. Like they, they pulled out some gutty wins. They beat Arkansas. That was a gutty win. They lose by twenty to seven against Texas A&M. They get blown out by Alabama. And then they win against Florida, which was really impressive. And they had Max Johnson, true freshman QB, starting his first game. This is his second game. What do we know about freshmen that play their second game? Yeah. Defense started to figure them out. Not going to say Ole Miss is going to do that because their defense is trash. But LSU's defense is nothing. Yeah, and they're back on the, on the Florida game. They picked Florida off what twice in the end zone. Yeah, they had two stops on like the the goal line. They've let up forty four. I mean, seven to Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt, 44, 45, 24, South Carolina. That was the probably the most impressive one of the year. 48 to Auburn, 27, Arkansas, 55, Alabama, 34, Florida, and then 20 to A&M, but that was in the pouring rain. Yeah, I think Ole Miss is going to score, and I think they're going to score in bunches, and I think LSU's freshman quarterback is not going to be able to keep up. I love it. Yeah, you talked me off. I was, uh, you know, I looked, took a first look at this line, and I was like, "Hmm, LSU's an interesting play." But you've talked me way off of that. Uh, sticking in the SEC, what's the, what's the line you got me? Is it? I got, I got you a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, no twos. There's okay, got to be me, some twos me, out there. Let me take a quick look. It's tough, you know. You're not getting the best line that you got. Like you actually, yeah, you financially got a lot of lot of CLV there. Yeah. No, it's two and a half across the board. Yeah, whatever. As long as it's not three. Yeah. You know, almost minus two and a half. You got plus one. Yeah. So that's well, I got money line. Really so. All right. But that's it's like plus value good. money line. Yeah, that's good. So uh, that's, a, that's a clever little play that you got in there before the, the, the Sharps really pounded it. Yeah, well, I just I, – yeah. I, look, I think LSU was not that good. And $17 tickets. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it? it? Doesn't it seem weird for LSU on a Saturday? It, well, it's COVID. It's going to be there. Like, I mean, maybe this, think, this would probably, if this you was think Raiders. COVID would increase ticket prices because higher, you know, less supply. Yeah, but they got a lot. They've got a lot of supply down in it's d- demand shifters, you know? Yeah. Uh, shout out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's probably some expensive tickets to this game as well, but I would think there'd be more people hyped up. Down in Baton Rouge, but I, they're gonna. Most of these guys, like their season's over. They're looking at National Signing Day. Yep. They they were happy with Good that class win. Good class for Notre Dame, also. Yeah, uh, they were happy with that win against Florida, and now they're like, oh, let's beat Ole Miss, but it's yeah, not gonna happen. Um, Missouri's a one and a half point favorite at Mississippi State. Are you back on your uh, on your Bulldogs? No, get me, get me. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. My cleats, man. I'm, I'm off. I'm off. He's you like, know, he made me. He made me two. Two weeks in a row. Actually, no. He burned me against Ole Miss or against Georgia. That was when I hopped on the train. He covered for me against uh, Ole Miss. And then 
He lost against Auburn and didn't cover, and I hopped on the money line from both those games. I, I'm not going to do it again. I won't. I won't watch this disgusting offense anymore <laughs> with money on the line. Do you think this offense is ever going to figure it out in the SEC? Like, do you think he's ever going to get his players in there? I think. I think so. Like, Kylan Hill dropped opted out. Like, their offense. They they have a true freshman who should be in high school starting for them. Like, I think that's. And they're going up against SEC defenses. I think that's more of the reason. Like, I, I don't know if it's going to put up Washington State numbers, but they'll be better. Yeah. And their defense is still pretty good, but fuck no if I'm betting on this game. <laughs> Especially when it's, you know, roughly the same time as Clemson Notre Dame. Yeah. Colin doesn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Ole Miss LSU is as well. Um, yeah, I have nothing. Uh, I, I actually lean Missouri. Um, like – Mississippi State's not good, and I think Missouri has better players, and I think they're a more complete team right now. Um, and I think when you're five and four, there's a little bit more motivation going into a final game than when you're two and seven. You know, it's like, like we still got a chance to finish. Like you want to finish six and four and guarantee a winning record, as opposed to not and ending up four and four, like or five and five, whatever it is. Mississippi State just doesn't have the same shit to play for. Um, I leave Missouri, but it's not a play. Um, that's it, really, for me. Yeah, no fucking way I'm betting on that game. Wisconsin's minus 12.5 at home against Minnesota. It looks like it's supposed to snow in Madison. Will snow? Yeah, it looks like it's going to snow in Madison, Wisconsin, Camp Randall. Wisconsin, notoriously good snow team, although that did not come to fruition against Iowa, although I think it's a little different. Uh, I mean, look at around. these. Minnesota's 3-3 three and three and Wisconsin's 2-3. and three. Fuck Wisconsin. Fuck all these fucking Wisconsin fans. Oh my always God. on their high horses. Right, you God. suck. You suck. You're two and three in the Big Ten. You're garbage. Your team is garbage. Rutgers has more wins than you. We do. Um, for now. Uh, so here's how I feel about this. Wisconsin was favored against Iowa in a snow game because people are like, oh, Wisconsin, they're, you know, they're, they're a snow team, grounded out. You know, well, grounded people out. think Iowa's a snow team, too. Ground and pound, but Wisconsin's like the snow team. Yeah, Wisconsin is the snow So I kind of like Wisconsin against Minnesota in this, in this situation. However, Minnesota runs the ball better than Wisconsin does. Yeah, Muhammad, Wisconsin can't run the ball. Muhammad Ibrahim is a hell of a running back, and they figured it out. They're playing better. Tanner Morgan's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's a he's a smart quarterback. He was he was getting so much hype last year, and he, is he is he's getting drafted this year? No way. He's he's I, coming back. Yeah, because he's a, he's a noodle arm. He's, he's coming back to to sure. uh, to the Gophers. Ski you, ma. Rode a boat. Go Gophers. Probably. Um, I remember when you were on them against Michigan. Yeah. What do you think that line would be now? Uh, it would probably be the fucking same thing. As it was, it would probably be the exact same thing. It is, it's such a weird It would season. be the exact same it's thing, Michigan a, minus three at Minnesota. It would be the exact same It's thing. such a weird season because a lot of these, like, average teams in Power 5 conferences don't have their cupcake schedule to boost up their wins. Yeah. And, like, you look at these teams, they're like, you're two and three. But, like, in a regular season. They're five and three. Yeah. But that, that it, it's funny because now you see how average – like, this is why – when you see teams like the top of the barrel run into middle of the barrel teams, it's normally a blowout, and it's because like yeah, those those teams like there's such a difference. That's an interesting observation. You know, it's disappointing. Rutgers would be a bull team. We'd be bull eligible. You know, in a normal year, yeah. so we would have beaten Temple, Syracuse, and Monmouth. Yeah. Um, 
Minnesota runs the ball well, man. It's just like like is Wisconsin really good enough to like lay two touchdowns with? Well, Wisconsin's pretty garbage, but I, I know mean, they are. That's 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 twelve and a half. That's on that uh that's on that take the uh the favorite. The favorite. Yeah, I, I'm seeing twelves. I'm seeing thirteens. I, I not a chance in hell am I touching this thing. This is these are two sorry ass Big Ten teams, and this is probably going to be an ugly ass game. In the, in the, yeah, yeah, at four o'clock, you've got you've got the yes. you've got the ACC championship. There's going to be NFL on. I'm actually kind NFL, of NFL. Have you seen the college basketball slate? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. the college basketball slate is erotic. So no, I mean I can't. I was, I was interested in how the like oh, yeah, yeah. the the ACC SEC championship games are going to do head to head with NFL. What are the NFL games? I think they're pretty trash. Yeah. The, the first of all, first of all, pretty, pretty first fucked of all. up for the NFL to try and compete on Championship Saturday. Yeah, um, and they're idiots because they're going to get destroyed. I think. So they've got Bills, Broncos, Bills, Broncos, and Panthers, Packers. Right. No. I, I think the, I think the conference championship game should kill because Clemson. There's so much injury on Clemson, Notre Dame, and Alabama, Florida. I swear though, Sam comes over here and he starts trying to like like it. For eight o'clock. People over for the no, 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 no. I, I like, did no. not. No, don't have people. Uncharted over. territory. Don't have people over for the Notre Dame games. I always tell my dad not to invite people over because whenever we invite people over, we get fucking destroyed. Alabama versus Notre Dame, 2012. My dad has a full house. By by halftime, there's four people left: me, my dad, and two Notre Dame graduates. Yeah. So don't that, that won't happen. I'm I'm sure Mr. Rosen. No, we did it last time when we get lost thirty to three against Clemson. You had people over. COVID's COVID's a saving grace here. <laughs> COVID to the rescue. Uh, I think I think I think the conference championship games will totally. Yeah, yeah, they, they should. Yeah, but I mean, like saying like eight at eight o'clock, like after probably like hang out with some people. Yeah. There's gonna be there's Sam's like got Devonte Adams and shit. He's gonna be trying to watch that Packers game. Nah, fuck that. But fuck that. The SEC championships a way better game. That's why we need Tommy. You gotta balance them out. Let's see. Next game on the slate: Penn State, fifteen and a half point favorites at home against Illinois. Are you back on? I'm Mount Nittany? I'm Ryan. I'm Ryan. I'm Ryan. I'm Mount Nittany. Let's hear it. Big cover for me last week against Michigan State. In like this Michigan State team was much better than than advertised. Uh, Peyton Thorne actually played a really good game, and I didn't know he was. I thought it was going to be Lombardi out there, you know. Colin, I think you're going to have a really good week here, man. <laughs> I think you're on some really good. I think you really. I think you look. I think you got really sharp lines right now. I think you're on the sharp side here this week. Yeah, um, I thought that was a pretty impressive performance against Michigan State because that Michigan State team was better with Peyton Thorne than they'd been all year with Rocky Lombardi. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they still covered for me was massive. Mm-hmm. Big props. And uh, look, they got 14.5 against a better Michigan State team. They're getting 15.5 against Illinois. They're at home. This is like a finish the season out, right? Illinois is bad. Illinois is, is is not a good team. They can't stop the run. Penn State should be able to run the ball on them, and there's nobody's going to be able to slow down Dotson. Clifford and Levis as a one-two punch has been pretty effective for them. Levis just rush it, bull rushing in, mm-hmm. and like is Brandon Peters or is the uh, who's the Brandon Peters or Isaiah Williams? Yeah. I don't. Know. I, I don't think it, it will matter. Like, uh, and Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith yeah. is out as well. I think they're going to need Brandon Peters to, to play because they're going to need somebody who can at least move the ball down the field. And Williams is a great runner, but he's he doesn't have the arm strength yet. Yeah, it's a good point. How do they respond to Lovey Smith not being there? Did you see their 
Marginal texted me this. Um, this is their second straight year where they don't they haven't landed a single top thirty recruit in state. That must have done them in. That is a killer. Well, that's a big thing with NFL coaches coming to college. Is like the big thing is they don't recruit because NFL it's X and X's and O's, and in college it's X's and O's and Jimmy's and, and Jimmy's and Joe's. Yeah, I think I I like it. There's no reason for Illinois to want to. I mean, obviously, there's always a reason to play hard, but Penn State's on a bit of a roll, right? What did they win? Three straight? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you can just see them coming in at home. Like, Illinois gets punched early, and then I don't see them punching back. You know, if Penn State can smack them in the mouth early, is Illinois really going to fight back? Like, I don't see it. I think Penn State's got a chance to blow them out. I totally see that. Not on it. I like it though. It's a good side. The more, the more I'm looking at these, I'm, I might be on a lot of games that I'm. <laughs> oh, are we on the next one together? Are we? UCLA minus six and a half. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really liking it. Yeah. I'm playing it. Um, it wasn't a play until just now. Yeah, that's the same. That's, that's how I'm feeling too, man. I'm looking at this line. I'm feeling frisky. This is the problem. Is we get onto this and we're we're all over the. Place. Well, so I, I I've been a decent job being disciplined so yeah. far. Um. I don't know if I'm gonna end up playing this, like actually putting real money on it, but I will happily give it away as a pick because. What do you mean? You gonna give it away as as a pick and not be on it? I may be on it, but like it, it, this has like wake up Saturday, wake up Saturday morning, and if it's still minus six and a half, then I'll I'll dabble. Um, I just want to check something out. See see what the data is here. Uh, UCLA has done a really good job running the football this year, and for what it's worth, they had. Um, Oh yeah, dude! Pound it, UCLA minus six and a half. Where? where oh my we... god! Oh my god! Yes. Unless there are COVID issues at UCLA, it makes no sense to me. Stanford has the second worst run defense in the Pac-12. The only one worse is Arizona, who who gives up like three hundred fifty yards a game. Um, Stanford's not going to stop the run. Yeah, so UCLA runs the ball better than anybody else in the conference, and they stop the run. Yeah, th- here's the thing with Stanford is. They have been pretty good this year. Like they're three and two, and, and and you look the Oregon game right is without Davis Mills. Then they barely lose to Colorado, and Colorado's pretty good. And then they beat Cal, we beat think. Washington, we think. yeah, beat Oregon State. But yeah, I, I agree. Give me give me UCLA. You said last week that UCLA may be the second best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, I I, you I, I stand think by so. that. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. You can we get. Any place you can get the uh... no six and a half is as good as I can get. No, where can you get it? Where can I get you six and a half? Yeah, I can get you on Fanduel. Fanduel, nice. I can get you on Fanduel, and I can get you on William Hill. Well, I'm just trying to place it. <laughs> I can get you on Fanduel. Well, I know I can get you on Fanduel, and I can get you on yeah. William Hill. Give me, yeah, give me, give me six and a half. Uh, everything you said, I agree with. I think UCLA is a really good team. They're coming off a tough loss, and really, it was. We needed a lot to cover there. And we got it, but I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see a nice bounce back performance by UCLA, and we're getting we're we're under we're under a touchdown. Yeah, they've been playing really good football. I don't understand how they're only well because three and two. The Stanford's home. won three in a row, like and Stanford typically is a better team than UCLA. Yep, this but, is added as well. Yeah, I'm joining the party. Um, yeah, we're both just looking. For to place the lines right now, which is the uh, the silence you're hearing. Yeah, um, I'm trying to trying to place my bet yeah, before I loot. There we go, six and a half. 
Give me that, baby. Live placement. I've been doing a lot of live placements on this show. Um, let's see if I can get it. Oh boy! Yeah, there it is, six and a half. It's a good, it's a good little number there, huh? Yeah, that is a good number. Thank you, FanDuel. Uh, I really haven't been doing that great on FanDuel. That's probably my worst book. Really? Yeah, because I, I only like, I've never been on FanDuel except to do the daily fantasy. Yeah, that doesn't work out too well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like UCLA minus six and a half. I, I think they're going to have a lot of success running the football, and their defense has been getting better. And if it wasn't for like a miracle last second, you know, USC come from behind win, then they're three and two. And I mean, all they're all they've done is lose an overtime to Colorado, right? Yeah. I mean, what else is who and and lose to USC and Oregon by three without without quarterback without DPR. DPR. Didn't was DPR was out for they won at Arizona State, and and how good did Arizona State look? Yeah, last week. Arizona, man. Yeah, I love it. I don't. This line makes no sense to me. And and on top of that, UCLA already said they're not going to a bowl game. So this is like it. Yeah. This is their be all end all. Let's go end the season with a win over Stanford. Dude, I love this one. This is what we do on the pod. We find our diamonds in the rough. <laughs> this is one that I'd be like, I lean, not play it, and then be pissed off. Yeah. Um, so we're on it. There we go. Maryland minus two and a half. At home against Michigan State, I like the Spartans, but not enough to play it, um, especially not at seven thirty on Saturday night when uh, we don't want to watch Alabama, Florida. But look, Maryland did nothing to impress me. They're banged up from COVID. They're poorly coached. They're undisciplined. And Michigan State strikes me as a team that is playing hard. They're not going to quit on their coach, and they're going to fight till the final whistle. And I think that they have a really good chance to just walk in as an out as a dog and win outright. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I don't see like I lean Michigan State as well. I honestly this might end up being a play, like just like a a late ad. Yeah. Because because Notre Dame got their asses beat. Yeah. Needs an action. Shit up. Uh, <laughs> or pumped up. Hayden, like, or Hayden, pumped up that Notre Dame won. Hayden Thorne, yes. Is a difference maker. He played really well against um Against Penn State, and he honestly wasn't that bad against Ohio he State either. Really good against Ohio State. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a big difference between Rocky Lombardi, who's throwing picks every fucking game, and this team was is and pretty. Something, something else about Peyton Thorne, and this is another. Yes, he's been playing well, but another interesting thing. Sorry, that was a ESPN.com commercial. Um, Michigan State just signed Anthony Russo, transfer from Temple, two-year starter for Temple, like really good quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's like an like an, a former Elite Eleven quarterback, like like ha- has all the all the skills. So there's like motivation for Peyton Thorne to go out there and prove that he's could be he is the guy, and it's not Russo. Like, do you think that's a factor at all in his mind? It it, it definitely is. I mean. You've got somebody coming in for your job. It's like uh, you ever see the video of Jared Goff going to, uh, like, county college in California? No. Oh, this is a great video. So he, like, gets, like, a big-ass mole they stick on his forehead, give him, like, a wacky-ass, like, long haircut with it, like, parted in the middle. Mm-hmm. Looks like a total buffoon. And he comes onto this come, – comes in there, 
And they're like, yeah, we got to transfer. And the, these guys are coming up to him. It's like, we like our quarterback. Yeah, we like our quarterback. And Goff goes out there, starts throwing dots. And then all of a sudden, the guys are like, holy shit. Then at the end, they reveal it's Jared Goff. But, like, it's definitely a fact. And they're right, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this afterwards. Yeah. NFL quarterback Jared Goff pranks unsuspecting junior college football team. It's so funny. Um, Dude, he looks so fucking goofy. <laughs> all right. Um, Michigan State, Maryland. Why do you think it'll be a play other than Peyton Thorne? Is that really it? Peyton Thorne is uh, Talia going to be out again? Yep. Ooh. Big Ten protocols are COVID. You want to add it? Maryland is undisciplined, dude. Maryland's undisciplined. It's they're at so home for Maryland, right? Uh, so two, they're two and three. Yeah, they're not that good. The the Rutgers loss is pretty tough. Mission State. Nah, I, I don't want Uh We'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to. I'm not going to add it right now. But I do. I do like Michigan State. I agree with you. I yeah, think if this it is, gets to plus three. It may be a play. Yeah, That's it's me. definitely going to be in the parlay. Although that parlay, you know, have <laughs> you hit one? I, I, I no. I hit. I hit. I hit the yeah. The the first one. Been downhill ever since. Yeah. If Michigan State gets to plus three, I think it's a play. I I don't think either team should really be a field goal away. But I think we're talking about two teams that are trending in different directions. Like Maryland peaked. Early on, right? They yeah. do have Penn State. Maybe they're like their peak, and it's kind of been a struggle since then. And now, especially without Talia, which is like their whole offense, offense is Talia and they're really electric receivers. Like, um, I mean, if you can lose to Rutgers at home, right? Goodness. Well, I mean, we're better than Michigan State, so I yeah, mean, yeah. Yes, I mean, I mean, them. yes, like you beat them, so yeah, you're better than them convincingly. But, yeah, with six turnovers and Rocky Lombardi, I. If right, if right now on the road, yeah, it's a good. All right, all right, all right, 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 whatever. I know you're big, you're a big Rutgers guy, but all I'm saying is like, if you look up and down the roster, Michigan State probably has better players than Rutgers. Going into the season, you look at twenty four seven sports; they're probably maybe slightly better, but and Rutgers is like. Like, because they're both big rebuilds, but Rutgers is one of the biggest rebuilds in the country. Michigan State's a big rebuild, but not Rutgers. It's not not Rutgers. Rutgers and Kansas were like yeah. the biggest rebuilds. Yes, agreed. And if you can lose to that Rutgers team with better coaching, like Michigan State should have better coaching than Maryland, and Peyton Thorne is a big upgrade from Rocky Lombardi. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely miss it. If it's plus three, I'm going to play it. Right now, two and a half, it's like it's dangerous because then you got that that hook to worry about. What if Maryland hits a last-second field goal? And you're yeah. Like, Fuck. Um, I lean Michigan State as well. Arizona State, seven-point favorite down the road. Oregon State, what do you think? This is the last This is the last game before we get into the conference championships. Yeah. I back on Arizona State. Is this a play coming in or no? I can get you, I can get you seven, but yeah, um, it was it was it was very much a lean for a while, and then I was just like, okay, I got to get seven before it goes away, so I placed it before. Um, okay, yeah, Debbie is out again, right? It's gonna be Nolan. Uh, I'm or not sure about back? that. He may be back. All right, well, even if Gebby is he's probably back. All right, even if Gebby is back, he's not been great. I think you still have the. Oh no, he's out. He's out. Okay, okay. so Nolan, Nolan's in. You get the passing at. You get a better quarterback in Jaden Daniels. I'm getting seven. Like seven is pretty low. It like 
very possible for a push here. And you're on the road. But the thing I've been talking about is I think they played the two best teams in the Pac-12 already. They just blew out Arizona, who Arizona's garbage, and that was a rivalry game, so it was very important. But that line was 11 and a half. They won 70 to 7. I don't think they're fully caught up. It's just still, Arizona State's still one and two. Like, I think there's still going to be a little value on them. And Oregon State, good, but like, they're not that good. And I think. They're well coached. They're well coached. They're 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 a solid they're a solid organization. They're a solid team, and this very well they very well could lose by like four or three, something like that. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride with the Sun Devils. I'm riding my uh, this is kind of my end of the season like principle. Like they're they're a better team than their record, and so you're gonna get better lines. That that's the Penn State. That was why I was on Arizona State last week. It's kind of it's the same thing. I'm riding with it again this week. And uh, hopefully this one, this one, Oregon State could win this outright, I think. Yeah, Rainy Corvallis. Um, I think you're on the right side, Colin. Arizona State is better than the record. I think they're a little undervalued because people don't know. Like this is this this was the co-favorite to win the South coming into the year. Who have they lost to other than USC? UCLA. UCLA. Wow. So if you believe – and I think you do, that USC and UCLA are the two best teams in the Pac-12, then you should be yeah. high on Arizona State. No, I, I, I am. I, I think Arizona State's a good good football team. I think Jaden Daniels is a good quarterback. I think their defense is for real. I'm not. Like, seven is seven's a lot. Seven is seven's a pretty big number. Well, it's a it's a possession. I mean, yeah. You know what, Colin? I'm not, I'm not going to give it out as a play either, but I guarantee you, 10.30 Saturday night, we're talking Chase. We're talking Sun Devils. I mean, it is, the, the thing is, you are getting an Arizona. Arizona was fucked me over last yeah, week. Yeah, but you are, you are getting Arizona State going on the road up north, which is this is a this is actually a pretty big play. 54 degrees and rainy. Yeah, this is a pretty big play in the Pac-12 is when you get the Oregon-Washington teams coming to Arizona, they typically get upset. Like last year, Oregon lost to Arizona State. I think the year before they lost to Arizona because it's hot and they're not used to it. The opposite is also true when they go up to the rainy north. It's a trouble like that. That this is probably about as big of a like climate differential as you can get in conference games. It is going to be rainy also in Corvallis yeah. on Saturday night. Uh, but I'm with you. I lean Arizona State minus seven and seven at Oregon State, but it is a it is a play for you on the Sun Devils. That's it for our non-conference championship games, correct? Yeah. All right, let's dig in to the conference championships. Start with the Friday How many games do I have already? You're on five, you degenerate. (laughs) I mean, Mr. (laughs) Mr. I have two plays coming in. (laughs) (laughs) He's already on five. Um, All right, UAB Marshall. Marshall, five-point favorite at home against UAB. Uh, UAB, man, I, I bet them on the first game of the year at Miami. They didn't cover, but turns out they were actually a pretty good football team. I mean, Bill Clark has He's done a, a tremendous team. job with UAB. Like, this is – after, after they got shut down by the Alabama Board of Trustees, said, get them out of here. We can't be competing with them for, like, our recruits. We need, we need those three stars to stay on Alabama and be walk-ons and maybe one day fill in if somebody gets injured. Can't have them go having fun at UAB. But, like, Bill Clark's one of the best coaches in the country. He's done a hell of a job. Do you have anything on this, Colin? I lean Marshall. 
Okay, but I, I have nothing. If you um, think I'm, if you think I'm, I have any interest in a UAB Marshall game, on a I Friday actually night, do. When Rutgers is playing Nebraska, uh, yeah, that is true. I actually have some interest here. I think this would be a pretty good game. I like Marshall, and they really have been playing really well until they got shut out by Rice. Let me last ask you, week, Friday night. I mean, obviously the the, the Oregon USC game is the is the main event, but I mean, these are not not bad appetizers. No, they're not. It's a, it's a pretty solid weekend we're heading up into. No, no, no. It's not just a solid weekend. We're heading into an elite college sports week. I texted Colin this, I think, a week and a half ago. Like, this is as good as it gets. We've got all these conference championship games. And then let me just tell you what other college basketball games are going on. And, you know, obviously it's 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 college football is the main event. But college basketball on Saturday, Gonzaga, Iowa, UCLA, Ohio State, North Carolina, Kentucky, Louisville, Wisconsin. All going on, in addition to Indiana Butler, Notre Dame, Purdue, like a bunch of other really good games. Then Sunday, Illinois Rutgers is a battle of two top 20 teams. That's a fucking awesome game on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, just saying. Just saying. It's just, a, it, it's, it, we're heading to an elite weekend at college sports. And, you know, as college sports fans, yeah. it's exciting. Um, I don't have a lean. Yeah, so I, I lean, I lean Marshall. I'm not going to play it right now. Maybe I'll end up playing it. I mean, Grant Wells has been tremendous all year, and then he threw five picks against Rice last week as a true freshman. So this might be Rice team. <laughs> might be a uh, might be a little revert back to the means for Marshall, but and they, you know, I, I've been I've been fans of Marshall ever since they beat App State to to secure that parlay for me. That was really big of them. You know, I give give props where it's due. Go Thunder and Herd. Maybe I'll watch uh, We Are Marshall again this weekend. <laughs> Motivate yourself. Yeah. Um, watch that Friday after I finish studying and, and get ready to, to place a bet on the Thunder and Herd. Uh, yeah, I leave them. It's a, it's a low number. UAB is good and very live, though. So be careful. Be careful with that because, like, 5-3 and three UAB, lost to Miami, lost to Lafayette, lost to Louisiana Tech, and then have had – one, two, three, four games canceled in a row before they beat Rice. But they're a good team. Bill Clark's a great coach. Yeah, I've got nothing. Buffalo minus 13.5 at home against Ball State. Uh, not at home, sorry, at Ford Field against Ball State. Um, he liked the Buffs? No, I lean Ball State. Uh, I, I and It's not a play right now, but I do lean Ball State. I think hard. I know why you, you lean Ball State. Because all those idiots are going to be all over Buffalo. What idiots? The degenerates chat. Yeah, well, probably. I mean, I'm not going to play it because I just don't know it enough. But Ball State is a very good football team with a very good run game and very good players in their own right. Buffalo has done a lot of beating up on shitty teams, right? Akron and Bowling Green are two of the worst teams in all college football. Yeah. And that's where a lot of their – where a couple of their huge wins are. Yeah, but Kent State is 3-1. They beat them 70-41. They gave up 41 points. They scored 70. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I read somewhere that double-digit favorites in match championship games are terrible against the spread. Ball State has quietly had a really good season. Um, so I, I like Ball State. It's not a play at 13-and-a-half, especially not when it's, you know, kicking off at the same time as, as you know, the Rutgers game. But, yeah, this is um, – if, if it was a standalone game, I would be on Ball State. Does Ball, that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Ball State is one of the, like – Last year, they had one of the most interesting spreads. They were 2-5, and five, and they were favored over Miami of Ohio, who was, like, I think, like, 7 – or, no, like, 6-1 and one at the time. Yeah. And Miami and Ohio went on to win the MAC championship, and 
Ball State blew them out. It was like one of the weirdest spreads of all time. And that's like typically my principle, like get on them. But I like Miami of Ohio because it's an excellent name coach. So I always root for them. Okay. And yeah, that, that, that just like they, they, speaking, they of, build... speaking of ex Notre Dame coaches. Wait, hold on. I got one more thing to say about this game before we go. Ball State lost to Miami of Ohio early in the season. Yes. And most of their games are close. Like they beat Eastern Michigan by on. seven. That was also the one time I was on they Ball beat State. Northern Iowa by six. They beat Toledo by three. They yeah. handled Central Michigan and they beat Western Michigan by three. Like none of those have really been blowouts. And Buffalo. Beat Northern Iowa by 19, blew out Miami of Ohio 42 to 10. Bowling Green, we're not going to talk about. Akron, we're not going to talk about. But they also blew out Kent State. Like they're rolling. The public's going to be heavy on Buffalo. So if you're going to, I, I think I think there's a little tax on Buffalo here. I think this might, like I think I think without all the public love for Buffalo, this might be like an 11 game. But Buffalo's been running the ball. Jarrett Patter, and is it, no, is it? Jared Patterson, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, okay, I yeah that because there's no, no there's a Notre Dame uh, center is Jared Patterson also. So I was like, am I mess? I'm, am I mixing them up? No, he's a yeah, super yeah he's been on a real eight touchdowns in one game. So everybody and their mother is going to be on Buffalo here, and 13 and a half is baiting them, begging you to bet Buffalo. So yeah, I'm not be careful with it, but I'm not going to go against Buffalo. Buffalo is really good. Um, Caleb Huntley, who's Ball State starting running back, he opted out also due to COVID of the conference championship game. So, really, yeah, if that makes any sense, but that's what why the fuck would you do that? Why would you play the entire season and opt out before the conference championship game? That doesn't make any sense. Um, Eileen Ball State, the only time I was on him this year was uh, (laughs) at Miami Ohio game that they lost. Um, Speaking of the engineering coaches, uh, we should mention this, and maybe we'll talk about it again with Notre Dame. Congratulations to Clark Lee, Clark Lee uh, the new head coach of Vanderbilt. Colin has been saying this for two months, three months, since the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was gone last year. We were, we were pretty lucky to keep him. He was the finalist for the Boston College job with Halfley. They went with Halfley. Half, seems like a pretty good choice. He's been coaching up, up really well this year. Probably due to Halfley's Northeast ties, I would say, was yeah, probably the decider. Yeah, this was kind of – as soon as I saw Mason get let go, I kind of knew this was coming. Yep. It's kind of like – You knew it was long before Clark Lee, yeah, yeah. But, like, Clark Lee could go to most places. Like, he could get most lower P5 jobs right now. And people say, why are you taking Vanderbilt? Some Notre Dame fans are like, why is he taking Vanderbilt? Like, that's a dead-end job. You're stuck in the SEC. You're just going to get beat up by teams with better players all the time. But this guy played at Vanderbilt. He's from Nashville. He's got a lot of family there. It makes a lot of sense. I'm going to be rooting for him. I think he's a great coach. And he's a, seems like all the players love him as well. So I hope I hope he does well there. And I hope in a couple of years we can swoop him back up when Brian Kelly retires. Um, but, yeah, it, it, that's a shame. I'm glad he's coaching out the season because that would be a really big blow if he actually was leaving before these games. Yeah, very, very respectful. And uh, fulfill his duties as the Notre Dame football coach, uh, football defense coordinator, I should say, before taking over at Vanderbilt. I think that's a really good hire for them. I think that that, that was the best hire they could have made. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure's on, though, you know. I'm a modder. He's got to deliver. Yeah. It is like the the favorite son doesn't work out that many times, but, like, this I think is perfect. USC Oregon. Trojans minus – Three minus three and a half. 
uh, at home in the conference championship game, the Pac-12 championship game against Oregon. I have a play. Really? I do. What do you got? I have Oregon plus three and a half. You hedge him? No, I, I mean, kind of, but I actually think Oregon – Yeah. I have Oregon I, – I played it a plus four earlier in the week. I ha, like I play, I like Oregon a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like, what the fuck? It's USC. It's Clay Helton. I mean, they, they, I think they've done, they've done enough. They've done enough. They've done enough. They're not a team that's blowing anybody out. No. And if they win this game, you know it's coming down to, like, the end. Field goal, touchdown, whatever. That's so, true. I think Oregon. I mean, this is – Mario Cristobal shut down – so, so there were rumors, right? Auburn. About Auburn. He shot that down and basically turned it into an extension at Oregon. These guys, the team. This is the this is their game. Like they, they're lucky to be here. Now. Yeah, they are lucky to be here. They're gonna play with a ton of motivation. Hey, who the fuck is USC? This is where we. This is where we were meant to be yeah, all along. They blew them out last year. This is where we were meant to be all along. Let's go win this game on their home field. Let's ruin their their dreams at a perfect season. I love Oregon. I really do. And I think. And I looked at the data, and like Oregon has kind of played the same type of season as USC. They've just. Lost some of those, those close games. games. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, their defense has been pretty suspect the entire year, but their offense has been solid. And they've got US, makers. USC. Like, what have they done? They barely, they barely beaten everybody except for Utah in their first and, game. And Washington State. They blew out Washington State. Washington. That was why we were on USC last week. Was, they blew out Washington State. Yeah, I'm not on this game. I'm may hedge my. USC bet, but it's not really worth it, right? It's ten to win. No, ten, 10 to win 30. thirty. Thirty? No, ten. It was plus two hundred. Yeah, yeah. We'll 20. play third because DraftKings does the ten to win twenty. Yeah, we'll don't, 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 don't get bullshit. The ten is the, 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 the nonsense. The ten is it's the, ten to win right, whatever. So I could, I guess, bet ten here, and I could either win ten dollars or I could either win seven dollars or three dollars. Mm-hmm. Don't hedge. Yeah. Um. So I'll be rooting against you here, obviously. No, yes, but. I mean, there's a way we both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could we could arbitrage. We could we get an FNS. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was talking about our Pac-12 future on USC. By yes, way. which we gave out on the podcast. We did. So long. We also gave out our Oklahoma future. On we did. The podcast. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 good on these. Um. Good. This. You know what? This is this is your your financial analyst here. <laughs> Finding the values, forecasting. Yeah. Stuff, Colin. Well done. Yeah. Take Utah. Um, over fifty-seven and a half percentage wins in the NBA this year. <laughs> the Jazz over over a win percentage over fifty-seven and a half. Yeah, they've hit it every every all the past three years. They got everybody back. Um, yeah, I put three units on it. Three units. Wow, that's a big bet. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, what was it? What, what was it like? Minus one ten, like a regular. Yeah. Okay. I think it might have been minus one twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, I agree with you. I do think this is a good spot to be on Oregon. They've got they're well coached. They're coming off of that loss to Cal, and then they had the Washington game canceled. They're in a situation they didn't expect to be in, and like yeah, like they could easily beat USC. But I don't want to bet against USC, man. That's you're asking to get like you see what you see what Clay Helton did for our cover last week. You're asking for that. When that happens to you this week, you're going to be so sick, and you're going to be like, when could I have ever seen this coming? And you, you could have seen it last weekend when you were on the other side. If that happens again, man, I deserve to lose, but I don't, I don't see that happening. 
I think it's a really good spot for Oregon. I really Come on, yeah. After after he put his balls on the line to get us that three and a half cover, you're going against him. I am. It's called being ahead of the, you know, it's being ahead of the market. Yeah. Um, I think because of that, people may be you know, too high on USC, and I think it's a really good spot for Oregon. When I placed this bet at plus four, I, I you know, I was like, holy shit! I, I was saw I saw it like as a sharp. I was like. I gotta play Oregon plus four here. This is a sharp side. This is a sharp bet. I'm a, I'm a fire. I was, I was, I was like putting my unit in there, pressing okay on DraftKings. Like hmm, this sharp bet. I feel really good about this one. Um, we'll see. Yeah, until Keaton Slovis comes out slinging, he, which he may. And if that's the case, yeah. fine. USC wins the Pac-12, and no issue. You know, and if they do it in such a dominant fashion that they somehow get themselves considered for the College World Playoff, even better. Uh, I don't see that happening. Yo, no. stupid Tommy, man. You What's see that bet he, he made with me? No. He said, because you know how ESPN has that stupid FPI predictor yes. that isn't adjusted for the COVID season yes. and all that shit? Yes. And USC is 13 in the college football rankings. He bet me that if Notre Dame lost and USC won, USC would make the playoffs over Notre Dame. What value did he get? I gave him 100. Oh, God. Well, you're not gonna lose. So yeah, I, I was gonna do ten. To yeah, I was gonna do ten, and then I was like, "Nah, I'm Just not having. I'm not having a thousand on the line in case I get screwed." Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna get screwed though. Yeah, unless USC. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It's it's not possible, yeah. especially not to jump Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, there's a way USC, in some miracle, can make the fourth seed. But yes, basically, Texas A&M loses, Cincinnati loses, Ohio State loses, Notre Dame beats Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that, it. That that's that, that there's a miracle, but no name losing to Clemson. USC isn't jumping Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma minus five and a half against Iowa State. Got anything? Ah, just the Oklahoma future. <laughs> I like Iowa State plus five and a half. It's not a play, but I I like it. They're they're both good teams, but have you seen enough at Oklahoma to make you think that they're? I mean, I was listening cover? to I was listening to wager talk like before this, yeah. And they're kind of going over like who Oklahoma's beat down the stretch, right? They beat Texas in that barn burner, and that was kind of when we saw the Rattler transformation. They beat TCU. TCU's been Not playing bad, pretty well. They beat Texas Tech, garbage. They beat Kansas, garbage. They beat Oklahoma State, destroyed them, destroyed them. Spencer Sanders went down during that game, and. Oklahoma State, they're I guess they're they're kind of improving. Their offense is better for some reason. I think Gundy might have taken over the play call or something. That's the only thing that makes sense that their offense has spurted up like this so quickly. And then they they struggled against Baylor. They had the West Virginia game canceled. Like those teams aren't good. Yeah. And I'm not saying like Iowa State has played much better teams because the Big Ten is pretty garbage Big overall. 12. Big Twelve, yeah. You know, they mix together. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't have confidence to place a bet in Oklahoma, especially after their last game was getting outgained by Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I lean Iowa State. Not that I think there's a coaching edge either with Matt Campbell over. Uh, no, the, the those, are pretty, those are pretty even coaches, I'd say. But I – for some reason, I feel like Iowa State is it Iowa State's year. Not even that it's their year. It's just that I think they will play with a certain level of toughness and holy shit, this is our chance. Whereas Oklahoma is going to be here every year. 
Yeah, but Oklahoma definitely wants like they, no, they, they want revenge. Like this is a revenge game. I I kind of like the over here, which scares me a little bit because what is it? I think it's fifty eight. Hmm. It scares me a bit because these games, these rematch games, tend to go under yeah. because you fix like what's going on. But I think you're getting kind of good value because of that. And then also like Oklahoma's defense has improved <laughs> recently, but like. Look at the offenses they played. Those offenses are garbage. And if there's one thing Lincoln Riley can do, it's he can put up points. And I like, are they really going to stop Brees Hall and Brock Purdy all day? No. So yeah, I, I like I like the over, but I'm not. I don't have it right now. And that's the reason why I like Iowa State. <laughs> I just think there's some sort of toughness there. You know, some grit. Yeah, their chance. There was there was grit in the bowl game last year, right? No, no, no. That was that was different. Yeah, that was completely different. <laughs> yeah, much better team than Oklahoma. Yeah, they were. If Iowa State sneaks into the playoffs, no way. Could they? No, it would take a miracle. I mean, if uh, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, yeah, they're not. Alabama they're beats not, sorry, Alabama uh, beats Florida. Wait, pause. Even a two, Clemson losing twice Notre Dame doesn't fall behind Iowa State. Okay, all right. Notre Dame beats Clemson. We'll say that. Sure. Alabama beats Florida. We got those Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, Alabama. Texas A&M loses. Ohio State loses. I'd rather have. I think Cincinnati should be in over. I Iowa do too, State. but Cincinnati's eight. Iowa State's six. Which is such a problem. It is a problem. By the way. It is a problem. I, I agree because here's the thing is I, I can make the argument a lot of times that, like, Cincinnati hasn't beat anybody and they haven't they, they haven't played in a long time, which is true. And you look at the other teams and you go, look, Texas A&M has a win over a top-10 team. They are – their one loss is to the number one team in the country. Yeah. You can't rank Cincinnati ahead yes, of them with agree. one loss. But Iowa State has two losses. Yep. One of the losses, they got blown out by a G5 team. A top 20 team. Top 20, but G5, right? Yep. And uh, who's it? The other loss was to um, Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State is, is another top 25, top 25 team. team. But, like, yeah. That's probably what the argument is. But still, like, but those, like, like those are, like, those teams aren't that much better than the team Cincinnati's been playing. Yep. Um, like, would you take like? What do you think the spread would be between UCF and Louisiana La- Louisiana Lafayette? Right, that's who it is. Louisiana yeah, uh, Louisiana Lafayette minus two and a half. See, I think UCF would be favored. Like that's what yeah, they could be. Um, what do you think the spread would be between Iowa State and Cincinnati? Because I would love to see that game. I would think it'd probably be Iowa State minus two and a half. Minus yeah, two I think so. But too. I would take Cincinnati. I would take. I would also take Cincinnati. But I also maybe, love. I love. I love to be on the G five in those games because there's no, nothing more fun than maybe we'll the, get that game. I hope we do. That wouldn't surprise me. That's a legitimate possibility. That would be a great game because both teams would be up for it, and yeah. like there, there'd be no like Iowa State. Oh, we wanted the playoffs. Bullshit. Like. They got a big ass game that they never get, and yeah, I would love to see that game because I think Cincinnati would be very live. No play in the Big Twelve championship game for the Looking Ladder Pod. Uh, I lean Iowa State. Colin leans over fifty-eight. Ohio State minus nineteen and a half or minus twenty. There's some sponsors nineteen and a half, which is interesting. Not that I think that half point really matters. Whatever. Ohio State minus twenty minus nineteen and a half against Northwestern. 
Um, what do you say, Kyle? Yeah, I don't have a play here. Yeah. But there's, like, because here's, here's the thing. is You look at Ohio State and you look at what they've done. They're 5-0. and They need style points. And they – But that's the thing. They don't need style points. They yeah, just need to win. Yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, they they probably want style points. Yeah. If they if they, if if Ohio State has the opportunity, they will run the score and they'll cover the spread by doing that. You look at the games they played this year. There's Penn State, who's like talented, had a big game, lost by 13, mm-hmm. and that was kind of close. But Penn State is a diff- has a different level of talent than Northwestern does. Mm-hmm. You look at the close game they had with a similar team to Northwestern, Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. That game, very similar spread. It was like, what was it, 20 and a half, mm-hmm. right? We were on it. We were on Ohio State. Felt good for a while. Felt good. They jumped up, and then Michael Penix threw for five touchdowns. They had their big wide receivers play pretty five much. Football. Yeah, crazy. They, they, just, they just played uh, – they boxed out. They, yeah. they were getting rebounds against the, the Ohio State defense, and Justin Fields threw three picks, and they got after him. That game, Indiana has a very good defense, and that defense didn't shut Ohio State down. They caused turnovers, which was big, and they got some stops, which was big, because you need to get stops when you're playing Ohio State. But they still let up 42 points. Yeah. And that was with having three picks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, Northwestern doesn't have the offense Indiana had at that time period to be able to really, like, take advantage of that. And it's – here's the thing is – Ohio State shut down the run game in that game, which yep. is Northwestern's strength. Northwestern, if they're going to be in a game, you're going to hand the ball off to their fullback, yep. and he's going to take it for four yards, and then you're going to get back up, and you're going to hand it off again for four yards. Then they're going to stop, take 30 seconds off the play clock, hand it off again, four more yards, first down. Your offense is off the field. Your defense is like, God damn it. I don't want to you're, – you're, you're facing the gym class hero every fucking down all game long and it's annoying because you keep getting hit and you're like, God damn it. Like I'm bigger than this guy, but he's, but he, but he's really putting his heart into it. Yeah. You're going against Rudy in practice and <laughs> it's annoying. Mm-hmm. And the thing is though, like where Ohio state is susceptible is in the pass game and yeah. Northwestern doesn't have the pass game. Like look at the yards. Indiana threw for 491 yards against Ohio state. Their total yards were 490 because they rushed for negative one. Like, you're Northwestern, you're going to keep this game close, you're going to run the ball, and you're going to play keep away, and then your defense is good enough to get a couple stops. I think the defense is good enough to get a couple stops. I don't think the offense is good enough to score. I agree with all that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Ohio State winning this game like 35-10. Yeah, they, 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 could, they could win this game going away. But, but, not by, but not by scoring 50. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Northwestern's not going to score. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. Um, although here's the thing, Northwestern should be able to get the Justin Fields, Ohio state. Last we saw them, they were having some COVID issues on the O-line. There still may be some COVID issues in the program. Um, they need to win and they're good enough to beat, to win with, you know, with whatever COVID issues, they just have such a huge talent gap, but between them and Northwestern, Northwestern is going to come out playing so hard. And if they can get the Justin Fields early, he has shown the 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 fact he is shown to be timid when he gets hit and when yeah. he hasn't had time to, to I just mean, take his shots down the field. 
Do, do you think? So, do you, are they gonna are they gonna try and air it out though, or are they gonna try and like run the ball? I down, think they're right? gonna have trouble running the ball. Yeah, I, Northwestern can can fucking defend. That's true, but like when you look at Indiana's, like what's Indiana's strength? Would you say on defense? You think it's different than Northwestern's? Yes. Yeah, you think they're better secondary? Yes, they have yeah. a great secondary and a great pass Because Ohio – Northwestern's just let's get down on our yeah, fourth three D and just – Because Ohio State tried to pass the ball on Indiana, and it didn't work out that well, and they could they could have ran the ball. They would have covered if they ran the ball all day. They Indiana had no ability to stop Master Teague or Justin Fields running. Yep. But they didn't, and that makes you wonder, like – if they wouldn't run there, now they're facing a better rush defense. Are they going to try and throw it again? Like, because this, you can beat Northwestern over the top, right, with speed. Yeah. Uh, maybe some, somewhat. Yeah. But like, how good is Ohio State's passing game? Yeah. Like you, you've got strength for strength and weakness for weakness. Yeah. Um. So I guess we both lean Ohio State. Yeah. If I were to play this, I would. Wait though, I think you can. I think Northwestern might take like a seven zero lead. Okay. Like if if I if I'm alive, yeah, maybe I like honestly I wouldn't hate taking a Northwestern first half spread and an Ohio State second half spread. Northwestern early, Buckeyes late. Yeah, I think that's what I would lean happening here. But I like they they make these lines really sharp. Yes, and then this one is. This one is is plenty sharp. It it absolutely is. Uh, Coastal minus two and a half, minus three in other spots against Louisiana. Um, I like Louisiana. I'm not going to play it. Um, I just, you know, fucking Coastal, man. I'm not so sure. After that performance against Troy, you no, think could have been no, a hangover a no, little bit? No, I definitely think it could have been a hangover. I mean, after beating BYU, I, Troy, yeah. I don't know why we didn't bet Troy plus. Plus the point. Because I, we, we, we discussed it because they've had many opportunities yeah. all throughout the year and they've answered the prayer. Yeah, I, I think Louisiana, they're well coached, very well coached. Um, yeah, Billy Napier is a hell of a coach. They've been winning games um, and now they have a chance to beat Louisiana after losing to them. I think it was a come from behind win for Coastal. And they lost to them on their home field and now by just by three. And now they have a chance to. To reverse course. This is a ranked versus ranked Sunbelt matchup. Yeah, great job for them. Great job, Sunbelt. Yeah, when does that happen? Really good job for the Sunbelt. 19 versus 12. Like, this is a really solid game. Yeah, I think there's a really good chance that Louisiana – I think Louisiana is very live as an underdog. I think they can go out and win this game outright. Without, so take it. No, you're I'm, not, you're I'm, not, I'm not taking it. I'm not, I have no interest in watching it. You have no interest in watching – oh, it's the same time as Notre Dame. Not that I have really interest in – I mean, I just – I mean, I do have interest in watching it. It's just – I, I definitely not, not that I, watching, I didn't mean but... I don't have interest in watching. It's just like I'm really trying to be disciplined here, and I'm I, I like I couldn't tell you. So like, McCall, right? Obviously, yes, but I couldn't tell you what Louisiana is going to do on offense that's going to disrupt Coastal, you know? And and can Louisiana does Louisiana have a good enough run game to stop these? So yeah, awesome coastal? what they did what they did last time is rush offense. They ran for 236 yards. It's uh, a lot. Levi Lewis had was 15-25 through the air, 177 yards, one touchdown, one pick, but he ran for six carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Louisiana's big up front, and they can run the ball. They sl- Coastal was balanced throughout the game, 202 passing, 212 rushing. 
But the one turnover was the difference pretty much, and also Coastal do- dominated time of possession. Yeah, Louisiana's a good team, man. This They're is a really good game. game. That, like, beat Iowa State. Their one loss is Coastal. They beat yeah. Iowa State. They beat App State. Like, they've done all they had that you have to do in the Sun Belt. And I think – I actually think these two teams may be toss-ups. And Coastal won the first one. Yeah, so – well, I mean, like, how often – the fa- so I was actually – somebody yeah. talking about this because it's relevant for the Notre Dame-Clemson game as well. Yeah. When the favorite loses the first game – the second game, they're 57% against the spread. When the favorite loses the first game? Yes. The favorite – like, the, that, that same that, team is 57% against the spread in the, the second game. And Louisiana – Whether they're a favorite or a dog in the second yeah, game. Yeah, Louisiana was the favorite against Coastal. They lost outright. And now they are three-point dogs. Yep. And I think a lot of that three-point dogs is – Big public money on Coastal. And I think last week might have scared the Coastal betters a little bit. But you got to think this is a way bigger game. Not everybody's betting on Coastal Troy. But, like, all these Coastal people see Coastal Louisiana and they want to get on Coastal. Yeah, if Coastal didn't have the scare against Troy, I think there's a chance that this line would be. I don't think so. You don't think I so? Think, I, think, I think this should be a pick em game, but you're getting three points – of coastal well, and there's a whole there's coastal home field also. Yeah, but like you're getting like three points in the rain, forty-six degree rain. That that favors that favors Lafayette if anything. They run the ball. They that's what they did to App State on the road. Coastal runs the ball really well, also. I mean, last yeah. game Lafayette outrushed them. I lean Louisiana. Yeah, I, I I do as well. It's kind of like that same thing. Are you gonna play it? If you want to, I'll, I'll hop on with you. Let's do it. All right. Louisiana plus three at Coastal. Yeah, I, I really think this is a game Louisiana – like, we felt good about Louisiana going into Coastal last time. But that was – It's plus three on DraftKings and plus three on William Hill. Can we get a three and a half? We cannot get a three and a half. Three, three is pretty three's good five. for this. Three is pretty good for this line. Yeah, we could probably buy a half point for, what, 10 cents? Yeah. 10 cents? Um, I don't know if that's worth it. No, I'm probably just going to take the three because yeah. I think they got a real no, shot, right. shot to win. All right. Yeah, I, I like I like Louisiana here. They, they went against App State in the rain. They're coming off of a bye, right? They haven't – when App State game was – Two weeks ago. Two weeks On ago. Friday night. Yes. So they Friday are – Friday night? Friday, Friday night. They're, they're rested. Coastal is coming off back-to-back barn burners. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Louisiana here. I think I th- the coaching is pretty spot yep. up, but like motivation Billy Na- same. Yeah, both Billy sides. Napier has been there for a, like a while. He's got a more instilled culture. Yeah, yeah. I like I like it. Louisiana plus three. Um, yep, consensus play Louisiana plus three. That is consensus play number three for us so far this week. So far. so far, not much left though. Um, we're heading to the the final few biggies. Uh, we're gonna keep you waiting a little longer for Clemson Notre Dame and Alabama Florida, and we're gonna jump to Tulsa Cincinnati. Uh, before we do that, yes, I just wanted to add one thing. Okay, go give me you. give me Michigan State. Go Green, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I if I can get you a plus three. <laughs> just so out of the blue. Would you been thinking about this for 
I just the more I think about it, the more I like it. All right, you can have it. Michigan State plus three. I got a plus three? two and a half. Sorry, ah. sorry, sorry to break my hopes up like that. I think you have a really good card, Con. I may just bet everything that you bet. I, mean, I don't have to go to picks, but I, I may just be on all this. Shit. All, right, all right, you know, I appreciate that. I've been doing that with your college basketball bets. It's, been, it's been rough the last year. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm positive on on yours. I didn't bet yesterday. Yeah, uh, after the after the 0 and three, I was like, I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let him simmer a little bit before I, I get back on the train. The 0 and three, yeah. Let me, yeah, I because. I, I've been saying, like, you don't, you can't say, I, I was really hot for like 10 days. Yeah, like, you, you can't, can't say at 66%. No. 56 is a winning percentage. In, yeah, it, it, if, you can, if you can bet at 55, 60% right now, it's, I think I'm at like 60 or so. You know, cool off a little bit. I like my I like my card tonight. Um, my goal is just to be ready to go Saturday and in the next week. The thing is, if you, if you, let's say you bet eight to 10 games a day, right? Which I probably do most days for college basketball, between five and 10 games. If your bad days can be two and three, three and three, and yeah, your good days can be six and one, that's yeah. that's the winning formula. Anyway, you got Michigan State plus two and a half. You're on seven games, Colin. You fucking. The Jets on two games can coming we, in. Can we make it eight? <laughs> well, well, we'll find out. Uh, Cincinnati minus 14, minus 14 and a half in some spots at home against Tulsa. I like Tulsa plus 14 and a half. I'm not going to play it, uh, but I lean it. Um, do you have anything? I don't have anything on this game. Um, yeah, 14 and a half is a lot here. Tulsa's defense is really good. It's going to be raining in Cincinnati, which, like, this game is going to be a battle. And this is a really good, like, opportunity. But Tulsa's – the thing is Tulsa has not been great. They've been, like, pulling off these yeah. comeback, and they're kind of due for just a, a smashing. Yes. But the other thing is, like, they've had this game postponed twice. They've been ready for this. They really want it. And, like, both of these teams just haven't played in a while. I guess, actually, Tulsa's played. They played against Navy. But Tulsa hasn't been that great. They've just kind of been limping along, and I will – I wanted to be on Cincinnati here, but uh, 14 and a half is just way too much. Uh, I agree with that 100%. Cincinnati's been a cover machine, but they haven't played in a while, as you said. They haven't played since UCF. And Tulsa, honestly, if you really like Tulsa, there's a chance they fall down big early and try to rally back. Yeah, that's what they do all the time. But I don't like the thing about Tulsa is if you want to do that strategy, which has been very profitable for them, is that normally works against teams like SMU. SMU has a very mediocre defense. Cincinnati is a suffocating defense. You fall behind on Cincinnati, they're at your throat. And that's that makes it that much tougher to to claw back in. You can get Cincinnati minus thirteen and a half if you want it on DraftKings at like minus one seventeen ish, I want to say, minus one eighteen. That's not bad odds. Which is really not bad. Um I'm not gonna take it though. No, I'm not gonna take it either. Because I think they're just uh, Tulsa, I could see Tulsa keeping it close. I could also see Cincinnati blowing them out. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think Tulsa wins this game, but yeah. I, I could see them within three. Yeah, I mean, because Cincinnati, they've had a lot. So Tulsa's had a long time to prepare for Ritter, and he's been great for most of the year. But like, it's been a long time since he played. He could be a little cold, and Cincinnati's been so good on offense because Desmond, Desmond Ritter has taken. Yeah, he has not taken a step. step. It's been a leap. Like he has, he has jumped. Like it is. Look at this guy. What? Justin Santu, radio extraordinaire. <laughs> he didn't just take a step. He took a leap. <laughs> he did. He went from being like an average, like, yeah. okay quarterback. Was, they, were, they, they were coming for his head after the USF game. Cincinnati fans were infuriated at him. 
And yeah, that's why we're not coaches. Yeah, the last I, – I was never down on him. The last six I'm weeks – I'm talking about – Oh, the fans? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of I piled on him a little bit. But that was – that was I, I had my feelers into the Cincinnati-USF game. I read the comments, you know, and I see the comments are anti-Ritter. So, yeah, ah, um, he must know something. But the last six or seven games, he's played like a Heisman candidate. Like, it's been that – he's been that good, which is – Wild, and it's tough because you don't know which Ritter you're going to get. If you get good Ritter, like Cincinnati is two to three touchdowns better than Tulsa. What's the, what's the over-under on this? I don't know. Let's see. These teams have been preparing for each other for a lot. Two great defenses. The total on this game is 45. <laughs> I like the over. I like the under. 45? If you like the under 45, then there's a lot of reason to be interested in Tulsa plus 14 and a half. Right? I mean, 31 10. 28 14. Yeah. But I, I, the double dipping is, is, is a bad. Uh, I, I, I don't think some, some people are double dipping experts. Yeah. I, I am not. I'm not. I'm not a double dipping yeah. expert. I, some people are double dipping dumbasses. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like double that. dipping just means losing twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, not sure, and struggling the entire time. not sure what to root for. I don't know how some people do that. I hate it. I watch one game. I either want to be on one side or one total, and rarely ever it's the total. Oh, man, that Miami, that Miami uh, Virginia Tech game really scarred me from double dipping. <laughs> I was, <laughs> um, I was like, if you worst case scenario, one of these is gonna hit, and then they did. <laughs> yeah, tough, <laughs> tough beat. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cincinnati, and the other thing is though, Cincinnati's got to be so motivated. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're so they, Cincinnati would love to run up the score. And Luke Fickle, there's a decided coaching advantage here. Yeah. Like, Luke Fickle is one of the best coaches in the country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I always root for Cincinnati. I always like Cincinnati. I feel like they got screwed in the Big Ten, you know, or the Big uh, East. Yeah, I think they, they belong in the Big Ten um, for what it's worth. But yeah, or the Big 12. Like, have them as a West Virginia partner. Those games used to be great. I guarantee you Fickle would love to be coaching against Ohio State. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah, there's got to be significant motivation for Cincinnati. But, uh, you know, 14, it's tough. Imagine, imagine if Ohio State interesting. I don't know. somehow lost to Northwestern. Cincinnati wins this game. You get Cincinnati, Ohio State. Oh, that would be awesome. But Ohio State would kill them. Yeah, that's what happened last year. But that Ohio State team was much better than this Ohio State team. Yes. I really think if Ohio State got past Clemson, like they kind of choked that game. They, they, I think they had a real opportunity to beat LSU last year. Yeah, I agree. They did. That team was really good. It was. But if you get in Fields Grill, he loses it. Yeah, and also I, I, I really I, – I maintain that loss would not have happened with Urban Meyer. The Ryan Day? I think, I think first-year coach Ryan Day put into the playoffs against Dabo Sweeney, Brett Venables, yep. Elliott. Like, that's a that's – Brett Lashley. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough crew to go against. Yeah. In your first year as a head coach, I think Urban Meyer might have had him better prepared. Alabama minus seventeen, minus seventeen and a half in some spots. Wait, we're missing. Uh, we're missing one more. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna finish with your notes. No, game. no, we're missing one other game. We are. We are. We're missing the Mountain West oh, championship. Shit, right. Sorry, my bad. Boise State minus six and a half against San Jose State. Where's this game being played? Is that at San Jose State? I think it's in San Boyd Stadium, Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas. Vegas. Oh my God! Give me Boise minus six and a half. 
No? Yeah, I'm already on it. <laughs> Why is this line six and a half? I'm already on it because San Jose State is six and zero and ranked twenty four in the country. No, 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 they're not Boise State. All right, that's another contentious play. Yeah, I'll break man. it down for you. I didn't Come know on. you were going to be on this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just kept quiet. <laughs> nah, I want everybody to win money. Yeah, right. um, yeah, I'm, I'm placing. Yeah, this opened at now. this opened at eight. Why yeah. is it six and a half? Because I. Boise State's not been that great. They got blown out by BYU. I'm so confused by this line. All right. San Jose State is 6-0. Here is the thing, though. San Jose State is 6-0 and pulling off one of the greatest turnarounds in college football right now. But we've talked about this a lot. They're running into a machine in Boise State that has not lost a Mountain West game since 2018. They've been to four straight Mountain West title games. And San Jose State is well-coached. They play great defense. Uh, they're just a really good team overall, like all around just a very good team. Mm-hmm. But you go into a game for the Mountain West Championship against Boise State, Boise State recruits talent better than any G5 team in the country. They are more talented. Hank Backmeyer is a very good quarterback. They're getting back. Uh, they're running back. I think it's George. He's just – he played his first game against Wyoming last week. Mm-hmm. Let me – I want to pull up his name so I don't get it wrong. Um, it's not Van Buren. It's the other one. Oh, no. He had uh, – George Helani. Yeah, George Helani yes. came back, and that was his first game he's back. A very good running back. And he's really good. Yeah, he and, was great last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is this is second game back, so he should have like a little more, mm-hmm. a little more ready to go. Mm-hmm. Boise State's more talented. They've get, like uh, San Jose State hasn't done it before. Boise State's mm-hmm. done it before, and. You're getting under a touchdown. I think that's that's pretty good. This game should be close. I really do think San Jose State is the real deal. They've proved it time and again this year. Going undefeated in the Mountain West is not an easy task. And the fact that they've done that deserves all the props in the world. But you are going against Boise State. And Boise State is the standard. And you're getting under a touchdown. So let's go Boise. Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I got nothing else to add. Boise State's the standard. This is a, a statement down. And I, I thought this game was at San Jose State. Maybe that's why like I thought it was going to be why the line was where it was. Yeah, I mean, Boise State's defense is really yeah. good. Hank Bachmann is really good. Like, this team is just coach. good. It's, they're good. They, 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 they struggle yeah. in games against Power 5 teams is what I've noticed with um, – Well, they only beat Wyoming by, what, eight? Yeah, it was a snow game. It was a lot of uh, – a lot of – Fumbling and there's a muff punt stuff like that happened in that so game. Maybe that's why there's a little bit of. Well, just I think Boise State hasn't really like. There's been no Boise State hype this year. They yeah. they before they can gain any hype, they get shit housed by BYU. Yeah. And then like they beat Hawaii by eight. They get this San Jose State game canceled. Hawaii, Hawaii by eight. They were fucking up two touchdowns, three touchdowns under in the fourth quarter. Boise State was yes, yeah. and then uh, Wyoming by eight. Like, yeah, they, there's not been there's no hype on Boise State this year. It's this is kind of like San Jose State has is six and zero. Oh. They beat San Diego State pretty good. They beat Hawaii. They beat Nevada. Is this, is this a principal play call? 
Um, is Boise ranked? No, this is a principal play. Yeah, I I like Boise a lot here. When I saw it get to six and a half, I played it immediately. Yeah. This was one of the two games I had played before the uh, the pod. Before the pod, <laughs> and and you played six others on the pod. <laughs> You're on eight, eight games? games. I'm on five. I think that's it for my plays, but we got other games to break down. Yeah, so this is just like San Jose State's really good, but I don't think they can do it against Boise State. Yeah, I agree. Um, Boise State's the standard. Alabama minus 17, minus 17 and a half against Florida. Uh, Colin, I'm going to give you a lot of credit because you called this as we were watching the Florida game. You were like, get your minus 14s in right now because that number's number's not going to be there. Um, and it's 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 gone. It's minus 17, minus 17 and a half. And I think this is the point where it's like, ah, I don't really want to play it. No, I don't want to play it. I'm not going to play it. It's like a sharp line. I'm not going to play Alabama because Florida can cover this. Florida, 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 Florida really, I need Florida 17. Yeah, I do too. But I, the, yeah, the thing is, the thing is, betting against Alabama is, is, is yeah, it's like laying your balls on fire. Yeah, no, you're 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 running in front of a train and hoping you can stop it. <laughs> like that's what you're doing. It's not it's not a very profitable play, but when you when it hits, you feel like a genius because everybody and their mothers on the other like, side. Like the Ole Miss game. The old Miss game, yeah, good bet. I was like, that was probably if I could think back in my top five bets all year in football, that's definitely one of them. Yeah, my I, I, UNC felt so. We good should last prepare year. that. We should go. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do top that. Five and we'll do that. We'll that, do that. that that'll, that'll be fun. That'll be fun because reliving those bets makes you feel like a genius. Yes. You forget all the other ones. Yes. <laughs> top five bets, not top five miracle. Co- we'll yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Top top five like best. You like, had this. You had you it. Had it tagged. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What do you think? So this is kind of the – like we talk about in college football, in football in general, a lot of the lot of, it, lot of the movement, right, is you see one game, the line over adjusts, and you get on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the – this kind of shows you what one game can, like, change a line. So this was 13 and a half going into this game. And, and then Florida LSU. Florida LSU. Florida loses without Kyle Pitts, their best player. And then this line is up to 17 and a half after that. So four points off of one game, which is a lot to adjust without their best player in that game, which is why I lean Florida here. But, like, playing it is playing against Alabama. Because I – the, the, the other thing is Florida can't run the ball. Yeah, they, they couldn't run the ball against LSU. They're definitely not going to be able to run the ball against Alabama. A one-dimensional offense is stoppable. Yeah. You can stop a one-dimensional offense. And you look at their schedule, and you look at what they've done, and what has Florida really done for you? Maybe Georgia without JT Without Daniels. JT Daniels. Georgia, who played Dewan Mathis, who where, where, did he, he's transferred now. He's out. He's out. And Stetson Bennett, 5'8 mailman. I, I lied that forward in that game as soon as I saw JT Daniels not coming in. Yeah. And you look at their other games, they beat Ole Miss, not by that much. They covered, I think, right? Because you were on Florida? Uh, on Florida, Ole Miss? Yeah. That was, I don't remember. I think you were on Florida. I was watching that game up in, uh, up in Boston. I don't remember. Yeah, you were definitely on Florida. <laughs> um, I can go back and look. What week was this? Uh, first week of the SEC. All right, hang on. 
Oh, I was on Florida. Yeah, so yeah. the first game. Yeah, she yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. But that wasn't that impressive. Like they beat South Carolina. That was close. I think South Carolina covered. They lose to Texas A&M. Yep. They beat Missouri. Beat UGA. That's their like crown jewel is the UGA win. UGA with Stetson Bennett. Yep. Not a very good team. Like yep. they're a good team, but not not like a great team. I think the thing that was remarkable was they scored forty plus points again. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. They they beat Arkansas. They beat Vanderbilt. They beat Kentucky. They beat Tennessee by like twelve. Yeah. I mean, I get it was a late backdoor cover, but still. Yeah. Tennessee's garbage, and then they lose to LSU. This Florida team is good, but I don't know how good they are. The thing is, Dan Mullen will have them ready. Dan Mullen's a really good head coach. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask is a great connection. That team can score, and I don't think Alabama will be able to stop them. But Florida's defense has been suspect all year, and they're going against the best offense in college football. Yeah, bet against Alabama at your own peril. I'm not doing it. I lean Florida also because I I think – because I trust Dan Mullen to have a game plan yeah, Dan, well, where they he, control time of possession and still move the ball down. One of the one of my favorite games, I, I, I always like catch – every once in a while I rewatch the highlights. It's a random fucking game, too. It's when Dan Mullen was at Mississippi State in 2017, it was directly after Notre Dame just got blown out by Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama went to Mississippi State, and they won by seven. And that game was incredibly close. Mississippi State was very live the entire game. And I just remember that team was like – they were like so amped up for that game. It comes out like the game starts off with Mississippi State, one of their big like D linemen holding a steel chain, running over to the Alabama sideline, yanking it like that, and everybody behind him yelling like, you're not going to cross. Like this is our house. This it was so loud, it was sick. That was a sick game. And then LSU State led through three quarters. Yeah. I, I really wanted them to win. LSU in Ed Orgeron's first year, right? They played Mississippi State. his first year was what Ed Orgeron's first year was twenty over as the as the interim head coach, I think it's seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. They go they're they're two and oh, they go on the road. So that was the second year, because he took over as an interim midway through a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's that? Yeah, they go on the road to Mississippi State and they got absolutely pounded 37 to 7. And Mississippi State was on a rank at the time. LSU was 12 in the country. And I was reading an article on the athletic, and Dan Mullen like talked at Ordron after. He's like, Yeah, this is a game we had circled the entire year. And Mullen's a type of coach that does that, I think that showed last week against Florida, mm-hmm. is that they were looking forward to this game. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, I think they took away some of their LSU game plan to game plan for Alabama. Because mm-hmm. they thought they could win. Like, I I think Kyle Pitts could have played, and I think they sat him. I, I don't disagree with that. So, now like, you lost that game and you screwed your chances. It's a gamble. Like, doing that is a gamble, but it also means you're going to be better against the other team. Yeah. So, they're going to be fired up. They're pissed off they lost that last game. The thing is, I just don't know if they're good enough to to cut, to play with Alabama because Alabama is so good. But I would not be surprised. Yeah, I, I, I really think this game could be 10 points, yeah. maybe seven. Like, this could be a close game heading into the floor. Yeah, I, I, I lean Florida plus 17 and a half. And I actually think 
I'm probably gonna want to be on this game. I want, yeah, I want to be plus seventeen and a half. I'm probably gonna be on Florida. Yeah, because like, yeah, Cause I'm gonna want to root for it to be a close game. Yes, also. I want to. I want to root for it a close game. I want to root for Alabama to lose. Yeah. I want to see those idiots lose. Well, I don't. I don't feel that way. But yeah, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. I have a future in Alabama. I want Alabama oh. to win everything. Well, no, no, I mean, like, like though, you see the, the chat? Oh, everybody's oh, everybody's already on, oh, oh, on Bama. Idiots. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Our, our, your friend, idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to see them lose. Yeah, I, I, Melly? I'll probably be on Florida plus 17 and a half. But I'm not giving it away as a pick because I don't feel I'm not, like I'm not giving I'm not. I will not give it away. But I'm going to be on this game at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. I may be on this game. We'll see. But I'm definitely going to be rooting for Florida. Um, all right. Uh, our final, our final game, the the biggie. Um, anyway, Colin, tickets as low as nine ninety nine. <laughs> Jesus, nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Where's this game being played? Um, North Carolina, the uh, Bank of America Stadium. Notre Dame's a ten and a half point dog. Yeah. So, if I'm like just talking strictly betting, yes. That's what we're doing. Yes. Well, but I'm going to break it down. Go ahead. Go from other side. But from strictly betting, 10.5 is a pretty large line. It opened at 7 and it was bet up. I think this is a. Like, Notre Dame beat Clemson earlier in the year. But I talked to you this before that game. Notre Dame still doesn't get much respect for it. Like, you may give them respect for it. When I listen to, like, Josh Pate or whatever. Or Barton on twenty four seven, they may give they may give Notre Dame respect for it, but the general public doesn't give Notre Dame respect for it. I still see Notre Dame's overrated all the time. Like how are we overrated? We beat the number three team in the country, but no Trevor Lawrence. Their defense was without Skalski, the quarterback of the defense, and I think Tyler Davis is one of the deep, deep tackles that mm-hmm. was out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that ten and a half is kind of a. Uh, that's like a public – that's a public hook yep. that you're going to – I think there's like three and a half points that Vegas has baked into this line because they know everybody wants to be on Clemson. So they go, okay, if Clemson's going to cover, we're going to it's we're gonna give not the line we really want because we need – this is like kind of a it, – it's like a – it's a backstop pretty much because mm-hmm. if Notre Dame gets blown out by Clemson, Vegas is going to lose a lot of money. Right. So they got to put a lot – they got to add this extra ten and a half Yep. So that there's a backstop. So yep. that way it's not 50-50. Maybe they're thinking more often than not Notre Dame covers 10 and a half. Or they think we throw extra onto this and not as many people, like people that may have been willing to take the seven, go look and go 10 and a half. Do I really want to lay that much points? They lost to this team earlier in the year. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think that's part of it. I think the – I like the under. Is Okay. So it, what it, it's at a – Fifty nine and a half now, right? Uh, or what is, what's on. it at? Hang on, let me get, let me get it. Fifty nine and a half—that's a big number. Yeah, fifty nine and a half. Yeah, I I really like the under. I would give it out if it didn't jinx another name, so I won't do that. But uh, I would I would suggest all of you to bet the under. I think you should bet the under, Santi. I think the under is a very very open at sixty two. Yeah, yeah. I think the under is a very live play here. Here's the thing: in the last game. Notre Dame didn't score for I want to say like I want it was like 39 minutes. There it, there was a long period of time that Notre Dame did not score a touchdown in that game, yeah. and 
the reason was the reason they won that game is Ian Books on. They 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 had the one sixty five yard breakoff run by Con Williams to start the game. They had a short field caused by a fumble by. That must have been electric. Yeah, it was electric. We were going wild. Uhushu Koromala caused a fumble, and then he also scooped up the ball off of Travis Etienne and returned that for a touchdown. Also electric. Yes. And then there's that last second drive by Notre Dame. But in between that, the offense didn't do that. Yeah, they much. really did have these big plays, really. You know, that is true, Colin. Yeah, you listening? <laughs> um, so the thing is, that game was 33. What was it? it was what was the score in that game? Let me. Yeah, I want to have the actual. It, it was 33-33 going in overtime. Yes, but it was 33 to uh, 27. No, 26. 26. 26 when they had the last drive. 59 seconds left. And Clemson. Yeah. And Notre Dame drove down and scored and then won into overtime. After Tommy jinxed, jinxed uh, Clemson. Did you see that? I wasn't. You, yeah, you, were, you were on Clemson? Well, I, 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 or, I, I would, he jinxed Clemson because I think – so what happened was, right – Clemson's up a touchdown. Notre Dame gets the ball back, goes three and out, yeah. and gives the ball back to Clemson. And that's when Tommy said, Notre Dame sucked, Clemson won, like blah, 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 blah. And then Notre Dame got the ball back and they yeah, drove down. Fuck anyway. Tommy. Um, but, yeah, so there's, like, I really think – so here, here, here it is. From Notre Dame's first touchdown at 14-27 in the first quarter, they did not score – Another offensive touchdown until 22 seconds left in the game. Oh, wow. So, like, 59 minutes. That's crazy. Notre Dame was without an offensive touchdown. 59 minutes. Is that right? Yeah. The entire game. They scored a touchdown on the first, like, the second play of the game and, like, the last play. But they were still moving the ball. That's the They thing. did move the ball, and they, they, they had a – one of the field goals was caused by um, Mayer – Mm-hmm. On the tight end, yeah, on like the inch yard line, fall started, and instead of running it in, which had been it was like fourth and inches, they would have got it. They haven't been stopped on that all year. They have to drop five yards, kick a field goal. Another one, Mayer drops a touchdown, and they got to kick a field goal. The other one was Ian Book runs into the end zone, fumbles the ball after picking up the first down, Clemson ball, yeah, and no points out of that. So there, there was a lot of points left on the board. But in the second half, that was mainly – most of that was in the first half. In the second half, for the most part, the Clemson defense was very they, – they played very well. And they limited the Notre Dame run game. I think they'll be able to limit the Notre Dame run game again, especially because Jarrett Patterson is out, Skowski's in, and Tyler Davis, the D-line. Like, Notre Dame is less healthy up front, and Clemson is more healthy. Yeah. So that's, that's a big thing on the defense. And then the other thing is this game's already happened – what a lot of Tommy Reese's game plan was they broke tendencies all over the place. Um, they, they bring in a three tight end set and throw out of it. They would bring motion around the side and then like hand it up, up the gut. There was a ton of misdirection to try and scheme people. That's been shown, you know what they're going to do now. And that leads, that helps the defense. And that the same thing I think is true for Notre Dame is because the defense has gotten better as the year's gone on. Yeah. The D-line has been playing really well. I think you can see, like, last game they kind of sold out to shot, shut down ETN. 
you've seen ETN has not really had a great season. Pitt was able to slow him down. I think Virginia Tech was able to slow him down. Like, he's not really – he busts off one run. But besides that, he's in check because their offensive line pass blocks. It doesn't run block. So I think Notre Dame was is going to commit more to helping over the top, like dropping Kyle Hamilton more often, playing uh, playing more three with more three safety looks is something they do. Uh, they did a lot last year. I don't know if they've done as much this year, but I think they will. Pl- the defenses of both teams will improve this game, and I think that will help. The when under. was the last game that Notre Dame played, Colin? Um, Syracuse, North Carolina. Oh. Both teams have a one yep. one week bye. I just, well, I just wanted to make sure that Kyle Hamilton wasn't like no 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 targeting. No, Kyle Hamilton will be there. This <laughs> the, the entire team outside of the center, Jarrett Patterson, will be there. Uh, Zeke Carell, like Jarrett Patterson, has been a great addition, and that's definitely a loss. But I think some of the struggles in the UNC and Syracuse game running the ball was a fact of having him out and Tommy Kramer out with only one center out. And Tommy Kramer's been playing like an All American. He's going to yeah. be like. A very, I don't know if he's going this year. Actually, no, he is going this year. I think he's going to be late first round, maybe second round um, draft pick. So I think the run game will be able to do decent, but like, Venables brings pressure on every play, and it's really hard to run the ball against five-star D linemen all the time. Do you think there's going to be a motivation edge for Clemson? Because they have to win, they have to win the game to make the playoff. Essentially, where Notre Dame doesn't. I, as, as much as Notre Dame wants yeah, to be yeah, the I, championship, I agree. That's like I think that's baked in the number a little bit, um, like ten and a half. Like this game probably shouldn't be ten and a half, but I think the motivation edge is definitely baked in a little bit. But I, I really don't think there's that much of a motivation edge because I think Notre Dame still like Ian Book was doing interviews about it and they were talking about it like. Why do you, do you see people not giving you credit for the win? Because Uyungle was in, who played amazing, yeah. threw for four hundred thirty nine yards, and he's like, "Yeah, like obviously we see that. Like that's not we yeah. we know we know we're not going to get respect." Brian Kelly was on a he interviewed with Pate before the season, and he was talking about it. It's like down because Pate's like an SEC guy. He's talking about it. down down here in SEC country, people know of Notre Dame. They know they're pretty good but they have this view that they're always overrated and they don't play anybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you think about that? He's like, yeah, well, no matter what we do, that won't, he's like, I see you've won all these games. Like, do you think that's unwarranted? He's like, what we do, it does not matter until we win a championship. Nobody will respect their name until they win a national championship. And that's just the way it is because people don't want to like them. And they've had a long history of choking in big games. So I think they should be equally fired up for this game. What are your thoughts? I have no play. I can't wait to watch it, though. I'm going to really enjoy the game. So do you have any any thoughts on, like, Trevor Lawrence edition, mm-hmm. on the Skowski? No, I lean – I honestly, I lean Notre Dame plus 10.5. I think they're – I've been really impressed with Notre Dame this year. And I'm not – I you know, I'm not I'm not a Notre Dame apologist. I'm closer to a Notre Dame hater than I am – than I am not. Um, but they have – they've impressed the hell out of me this year. You know that. I've been very open about this. They, they have played really good football all year. They defend – uh, Ian Book has been just perfect for what they want to do. Um, they've got a really good run game. Like they, I can see them keeping it close, but I do not want to bet against Clemson right now. Um, ten and a half. We're talking that number. Like, so here's what I'm going to say. Right, I wouldn't bet Clemson unless it was like minus 
two and a half. You know what I you mean? You wouldn't take four and a half. Maybe I would take. Maybe I, would I think under. I think under under seven maybe is, is a pretty five, solid bet. Uh, maybe I would take five and a half. Um, but definitely not here. Definitely not more than a possession. Absolutely not. But I don't want to bet against the possibility that angry Clemson goes out and just dominates, um, which could happen. Like let's. I, I know you, you you don't want to see it, or I don't think it's likely. I don't think it's likely. But we've seen Clemson do that. I before. see. Here's and a, I know it's a different. Thing. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think Clemson can put up numbers on the Notre Dame defense. I think if they're going to win this game by more than two touchdowns, it's going to be because they're going to make Notre Dame one dimensional. They're not going to be able to run the ball, and then when they're not able to run the ball, they've got big receivers. They've got Javon McKinley, but those go guys. They're not that fast. Is Justin Ross back? I don't think he's back to the playoffs. I haven't seen anything though. Dabo Swinney shows medical update on Justin Ross. Yes. Swinney remains hopeful that Ross will be able to play football again, but maintain that it will not happen this season. He's not going to play this year. That's never been any under any consideration. So there you go. Um, yeah. Look. Sure. But I could see Clemson winning the game by a few touchdowns. I could see it being a real dogfight because Notre Dame winning out right. Way too many, way, way too many uh, possible outcomes. So I'm I'm not going to touch it. Uh, hopefully you enjoy, Colin. It's probably it's got to be a really nice feeling being in the the having already beaten Clemson, knowing that even if you lose, you're still probably in the playoff. Like. Like that's got to be a good feeling, right? Yeah. Does that alleviate any of the stress for you, or no? It has to. A little bit, but I just like I don't know. There's always this like movement of anti Dame. and the thing is, if we're gonna win it, like I don't want to make the playoffs. I, we made the playoffs. I want to win the national championship. Yeah. And if we're gonna win a national championship, a national championship winning team, a team that can beat Alabama, that can beat Ohio State, can beat Clemson twice. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, that's like if you're gonna win a national championship, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to beat two Clemson caliber teams back to back. So why not do it now? Knock them out and get like a soft team into the playoff, and not that's have fair. to play Alabama in the first round. Because if we lose this game, you could be the fourth team. We will be the fourth team if Ohio State wins. Ah, I don't know. We'll see. I think we're fourth. They don't. They want to. They want a Clemson Bama championship. Yeah, but they also don't want a Notre Dame Clemson rematch round three. That's a good point. In the first round. Um, one of yeah. So, I mean, what do you yeah, expect? I, mean, I don't care. Uh, I knew it was coming. We've been on this game for sixteen minutes. <laughs> give them a good breakdown. Ian Book going into the Clemson game, the thinking was he needs to be a superstar to beat them, right? Because. They didn't think they'd be able to run the ball that well. They didn't run the ball that well. It's it was the running game and Clemson game was very similar to the pick game. Yeah. They couldn't just consistently run the ball. Like when Notre Dame fakes faces a team with a weak run defense, they run the ball down your throat all game and they never pass the ball. Because yeah. they go, I don't care how many people you put in the box, you're not gonna stop us. Yeah. Which is very nice. It's very nice to watch because you literally just run the you just run it down their throat all game. Yes. But against Pitt and against Clemson, you can't do that. Clemson stacks the box, you won't get you'll get a yard. Pitt stacks the box, you'll get a yard. So what they did in both those games was they didn't run the ball consistently like down the throats. 
but they ran it effectively. They ran it in third and one. They ran it on fourth and goal, and they got those yards. That's what they need to do in this game. They don't need to run the ball all down the field, but when it's third and one and you need to get that first down, you have to be able to run the ball, and that's that's a big key for Notre Dame. And the other thing is going into this game, Ian Book hadn't had like he wasn't he wasn't that great through the air. He was he they they were running the ball down people's throats because they didn't have to. Clemson game they come out passing and he has a fantastic game. Ever since then, he's been fantastic throwing the ball. So that that's a difference is because you're going to win this game. It's going to be through the passing game and then like on third and one getting those rushing yards. So that that that's at, at least he's he's shown it to this point. Going to the last game he hadn't shown it. And then I guess one other thing is with Lawrence instead of Uyangale, I doubt he's going to put up 439 yards. Like I don't think he, I think they're going to Clark Lee is going to choose to take away because last game they said we're not going to let ETN beat us. If this freshman quarterback on the road can beat us, mm-hmm. fuck it. Yeah. And he almost beat us. Yeah. Which is insane. Just shows the talent Clemson has. Yeah. Um, but I think that game plan will change, and I, I don't think he's going to get as many yards as Oyangale, but I think he's probably going to be more clutch. So, like, they were, like, two for 13 on third downs. Yeah. Some of those maybe are making the wrong reads, some of them not being able to take off. Trevor Lawrence is agile. He can run. So, yeah. that that should cut down on it. And then also he should be making, he should be making the right reads, finding the right person yeah. more often. So, I think that's, like – I don't think the stat line will show it, but I think the score line will show Trevor Lawrence's. Yeah, well, Lawrence has been there before, and I'm sure he'll play like it. Yeah. Anything else on the game, Kyle? No. Good luck. You don't um, need it. <laughs> maybe. That should be a fun one to watch. All right, we good to recap? Yeah. Uh, we both walked in expecting to be on two games. Uh, we are basically decimal points away percentage-wise from being at a dead tie. I'm 44 and 49. Colin's 42 and 47. Both hitting about 47%. Colin, well, let's let's get the consensus plays out of the way. We've got four consensus plays. Four consensus plays. And I only have five plays. So you better be good on the rest of them, Kyle. <laughs> All part of my strategy. Um, consensus plays. Wake Forest minus six and a half versus Florida State. UCLA minus six and a half versus Stanford. Louisiana plus three at Coastal, and Boise minus six and a half versus San Jose State. I thought I was going to get away with that one. I think I thought I thought I was going to be able to uh, sneak sneak that one by. Unfortunately, no, for you. Um, and the only play I have that Colin does not Friday night Pac-12 championship game. I have Oregon plus three and a half. Let's at go USC. Colin, in addition to the four consensus plays, you also have Ole Miss minus two and a half at LSU. Penn State minus 15.5 at home against Illinois. Arizona State minus 7 at Oregon State. And Michigan State plus 2.5 at Maryland. Yo, where is this Michigan State game? Checking to make sure you get a plus 3. I can't. I'm trying to I'm trying to bet it. Right now? Yeah. It, it's not showing up on DraftKings. Time is it? It's 7.30 Saturday. Maybe that's why I'm not looking down at 7.30. It's on DraftKings and on FanDuel and on MGM. No, does it get canceled? On the DraftKings Sportsbook. 
it has not been canceled yet, unless it unless it was canceled during the yeah, attack. like that. I think it might have just got canceled. Let's see. Yes, Maryland cancels Saturday's football game against Michigan State. Bullshit! Bullshit! They they they're scared. They knew I was going to make money on that. Those fuckers. All right, you've got seven plays. Uh, we have I have one different than you. You have three different. So that's off. Um, that's it. We'll be back. Sunday with our recap. Uh, should be a great weekend in college sports. Colin, any any final thoughts? Let's go Irish, baby. Uh, that'll do it. We'll talk to you at the end of the weekend. Enjoy all of the college football. Should be a blast. Peace out. See ya.